and welcome to episode 392 of the Awesome Comics Podcast, the place where the small press makes one hell of a big noise. It is the first show of 2023, and I am Vince Hunt, and as always, I'm joined by the creator of the webcomic Vanguard, Dan Butcher. Hello. And the great portent of all good things comics in the future, Mr. Tony Esmond. Hello. What does portent mean? Is it bumhole? I I, th- I think it's uh I th- I've, pro- I've used the word wrong probably. <laughs> well, um, uh, portent yeah, is that is that like a bad? Hang on, is that a bad? Yeah, that's fine. Thing I'm gonna, I think used it fine. I'm gonna have yeah. to Google it because I'm not sure about the actual. Careful, you're googling down, especially what happened oh, God, after not last that time. Again. Uh, not again. We should um, have a few eardrums with it last week. Welcome to the show everyone yeah i couldn't stop laughing oh there we go uh, no. a sign or warning that a momentous or calamitous event is likely to happen and it's there not going to be calamitous it's going to be momentous be. because yeah. it's the start of a new year and this of course is the show where we're just gonna have a bit of a laugh and talk about the not we're i think not, we're a, not going to talk about what we think will happen it's more like what we, what hope we want to happen. happen what we, what yeah, we yeah. would like to see or you know or achieve or Things like that. So um, this is going to be a very positive... Well, I'm going to say at the beginning, it's going to be a very positive show. Let's see at the end how positive yeah. it is. Um, <laughs> I mean, if, it, if the conversation we had before was a portent of the show, <laughs> I'm going to say there may be some grumbling. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. As maybe as people, but as creators, I feel like uh, sometimes you have to kind of step back and take stock of what you're doing and sort of recalibrate yourself and thinking, what am I, am I doing something right or doing something wrong? Yeah. And... This new new year was obviously a great time to uh, to do that. Mm. So. It's also a great time to check out our sponsors. <laughs> no, yes, the it's Indie- always yeah. a great time to do that. Always a great yeah. time to check them it's out. Never not a good time. <laughs> An indie comic marketplace that loves comics as much as we do, as much as you do, and as much as more people should. There's a huge selection of titles on the Comic House database. Go to comichouse.com and you can sort of check out loads of stuff there. They, if you self-publish, there's another avenue. List your books on there. It's another avenue to get your work out there. We've also got the app, which is brilliant. It has a featured section. It's basically like Netflix for comics. £3 a month and you get access to an enormous and growing library of indie comics. Past guests have been on there. Um, present, future. Oh, that's a little bit Christmas Carol. But uh, there was yeah. a Christmas Carol comic on there. Um, so there's lots to see. There's something for everyone on this. Christmas service. seems like ages ago now, doesn't it? Well, it was, because, and also yeah. some people might be listening to this halfway through the year. So, yeah. What is well, next time? Christmas? Yeah, yeah. Um, but you should definitely go to comichouse.com. Find out more about the app, and because, uh, like, obviously, as we're talking, it's January. January is a long month for a lot of people. So, if mm. you want a cheap way to read loads and loads of comics, seriously, check out the Comic House app. 14-day free trial. Go to comichouse.com and find out more. And thank you to them, as there always. Yeah. And, Happy uh, New Year, Pete. Yes, Happy New Year, Pete and the Comic House yes, gang. Pete. And hmm. immediately, I think, um, to take that sentiment, um, I I hope that a lot, lot more people um, check out sort of indie comics and sort of open their eyes to the independent comic world, I think, over, over this year. That's what we all... I mean, it's the same answer every time. Um, but I think that's what we always want, isn't it? More positive views on the medium, more great books. Um, yeah. I would say there's a certain amount of disgruntledness with a lot of the comic content coming out there from perhaps the bigger guys. And I've, I feel like the, the the place to get that itch scratched is in Indian small press because there's a lot of it out there and you might find something you like. Totally. As we um, have. 
totally. As we speak um, at the beginning, let's just set the scene, shall we, guys, before we kick into this. As we're speaking now, January 2023, obviously, there's lots of uh, great creators and great comics out there. It's also a bit of a tumultuous time for comics mm. in terms of what's happen- happening with some in- indie publishers, and we're not going to go into the minutiae of what's happening with what with this comic or that, you know, this publisher or that publisher. Um, because I can tell you for a fact, I'm woefully uninformed about it, so I'm not going to rant about something I know nothing about, because that would just be... Plus, we don't want to talk about companies where people are going to lose their jobs. In exactly, uh, exactly. Like yeah, that, exactly. We, you know. So, um, I mean, the baseline of everything we're going to talk about, we hope for the best for all of these comic companies and all mm. these creators and all these projects. Um, but like we say, it is a sort of... Um, it's a strange time for comics, whether you're... Um, normally we would say that normally we're ranting about like oh the big two or you know I'm probably grumbling about something or digital prices there's a lot of things that we could grumble about so it's a, it's a strange time but also the beginning of the year is always a time to look forward isn't it and to hopefully think okay because uh, I think everyone has that mental thing of yeah I'll start the, I'll start the diet in the new year oh, I'll start the gym in the new year <laughs> everyone, everyone sort of puts the plans stop wanking yeah uh, I've never made that plan uh <laughs> <laughs> I'm going now. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> um, but in terms of what you'd like to see for comics, the, the the base idea for it, we can delve more into it. Um, what are each of you guys? What would you like to see when we get when we get to the end of year show, 2023? What would you like to say was great about that year for comics? Oh, do you want to go first, Dean? That's a real fucking tough one. I've got to say. Uh, it, it's more like it's just the, the, the fruition of people's kind of comics coming to print and getting in people's hands. Do you know what I mean? It's mm. I, I do like seeing like Kickstarters and crowdfundings, and you think, oh man, that looks fucking great, and then you back it and then you get it, and it's just it's like the circle's complete. And there's so many. There's a couple of gems which I've, I've had over the last year, and it's. A lot of them have been found, but people have tagged me in and said, Dan, this looks like your cup of tea. And it's usually something 80s inspired or highly violent. Really violent, like, yeah. Yeah, and I'm like, yes. <laughs> you know me well. And I've backed it and got that comic and absolutely fucking <laughs> loved it. belters. Yeah, <laughs> stuff like that. What's that? The, I've got that 80s one, and oh, I can't remember the name of it, but it's like the actress changes halfway through the character model because in the TV series... The, she disappears mysteriously and have to put, bring in a new actress. Oh, okay. Yeah, I remember you talking about that. Yeah, uh, that was fantastic and stuff like that. That's what I kind of I look forward to. And the the people that I know, the creators in the the Slack and online, when they bring their books to market, it's, I love it. It's great stuff. I've, I've got a very simple one, and it's something of a pipe dream. So let's. I'd like it to happen, whether it will or not. I don't know, but I think there's I think there's changes afoot. There's something in the air. I think I would like sales numbers to go up. And mm. I, I'm not saying that's in the air instantly. And I'd like cover prices to come down. Yep. That's my Preach. big hope. Preach. Mm. <laughs> yeah. And the reason for that is if that happens, comics will be back in the hands of a lot of people again, which is what it should yeah. be. It shouldn't be a, um, an industry that's run by a few shops here and there that are difficult to find and you have to pre-order a comic and stuff like that. I want sales of comics to go back up because it's a mass medium isn't it? Yeah, it market should, medium. I know we fucking bang this wrong, but it should be in fucking news agents and yeah, yeah. And if, if it does that, the creators will get more money, and this, and that will allow these extortionate prices for comics to come down again. 
I that's what I want to say. That's that's one of my moans, and we were talking about it briefly before. And that's fucking uh, comic sites that do comic news and reviews that just are really uh, not serving the industry well at all. I feel. Yeah. 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 Like we were talking. They're about in bed how, with them. They're getting sponsorship yeah. from them. We've seen it. We've seen it recently with the beat. The beat complaining that you know their sponsors aren't paying them because they're not selling enough comics. Yeah. But you're taking money from someone whose comics you're reviewing. I don't understand how that can work. Yeah. Uh, that's this. That's Heidi McDonald. Isn't it, yeah. Ones? And I know the same that Bleeding Call, and I think it used to be owned by Avatar, wasn't it? The same counts there. You know. But that, that, that Heidi McDonald's gone on record of saying the comics are in the golden age now. And it's like, it, it's not. It's, ob- it's, <laughs> no. it's obviously not. And you as a journalist should be able to give us the, the average Joe who's reading these things a bit of honest feedback yeah, I because think, yeah honesty is the secret of everything isn't yeah it? that sort of thing yeah, yeah. With, with comics marketing um and we're not going to talk about politics but it's a word I always hear when when people talk about politics comics marketing is it's the era of spin now it's not saying you should check out this you should you know this is what you should be reading normally that's what we hear from the great comic book shops or like you know the, mm. your friends or the people who are actually reading the books they're like you should really check this out because it's really cool because this would be right up your street but the people that sh- you know the people that should be doing these recommended well not should be everyone should be recommended but you know what i mean but normally we look to these sites for the recommendations for the reviews and stuff all they're doing is put us putting a spin on something that we don't it's, it doesn't serve anything, you know. It serves I, them to get clicks. That's yeah, what they're yeah, doing. Yeah, you know. But that's yeah. the that's the aim of the game to get yeah. clicks, to get ad revenue. The the content, as in, I, I don't read any of those reviews and put any fucking merit in them whatsoever. <laughs> I just they're just total trash because they're just everything's the best thing ever or the worst thing. Like yeah. we, we talked about this, Vince. You mentioned it. there's no middle ground, isn't there? There's no constructive criticism of things. There's no breaking down what's good and good and bad. It's either fucking the best thing ever or the worst thing ever. Yeah, it's like it's all think, we yeah. get. And yeah. I put it, it's either a puff piece or a hit piece. Yeah, and, exactly. Yeah, and I'm yeah. not interested in reading either. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, me neither. Yeah, I've, um, I've gone off those sites fucking beginning of the year. I st- yeah, I've, I've stopped. I've stopped reading. No I've stopped reading things like that. It's um, yeah. But you go on those sites and there's loads of the TV streets. and Sorry. <laughs> yeah, like TV and film reviews. And so I'm just here for the comics. I don't really Yeah, want I think this kind of stuff. I, I tend to pay attention to people pretty much only on Instagram and the Slack these days, because they're the only two places I ever sort of go to. Uh, yeah. Where people show a picture of what's in it and they say, Oh, this this was good. Yeah. If it's someone I like and trust and the image looks good, then I might investigate that comic. That's all I want now. I mean, you know, for now, like I, I mentioned before, like sending out a press release to your comic, for me that seems that fucking game is gone. It's, yeah, you might as well shout it out the fucking see, front of your house. See, this is um, yeah. this is an interesting topic to talk about because um, I also I t- I agree with you, Dan, totally. Um, yeah, and certainly we've had certain I would say publisher press releases uh, on the Awesome Pod email, and a lot of them aren't very enticing or quite boring. They look very sort of, uh, formu- you know, formatted in Word with a, a tiny thumbnail of the cover. That's not really doing anything to it. And I'm not saying you've got to send me the whole thing, but um, we were talking briefly before we start recording how sometimes just some actual examples of what this book looks like inside and some examples of, like, you know, a couple of pages of some writing, you know, with actual dialogue so you get a feel of the book. That's won me over. 
couple of times. That certainly mm. made me think, mm. oh, what's Is it with the one we're planning, isn't it? The yeah, one yeah. we're looking at. Yeah. yeah. We're like, oh, le- I need to know more. And that's yeah. that's what a press release sh- should do. I need to know more. Um, and if you're making it really dull, I mean, this is almost a different conversation, talking about like press releases and stuff like that, um, then, you know, who's going to be looking at it? I mean, there's going to be those other sort of websites that like, I want some free comics. Please send me those free comics. But most of the time, those, those publishers and stuff, they don't send out the whole PDFs anyway. They they mm-hmm. they, they don't. Um, you know, especially to like small like mom and pop podcasts, like like people like us, three three blokes just yeah. sat in a sat in a shed uh, talking to each other every Sunday. But the, night, the uh, snake has begun to eat itself around it yeah. because what happens is you get on the pull list for someone. You know, it's like like happened to me with 2000 AD. I got on the 2000 AD pull list. I was critical of it. I came off the 2000 AD pull list. Yeah. So I'm not publicising it. I'm not even talking about it. Therefore, the snake starts to eat itself, and the sales yeah. will go down. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. You got we, we, to take a hit. You know, the, the days when you used to stick a book out to get it reviewed, and you used to like hold your breath to see what people thought of it, have long gone now. If if anyone dares to say anything bad about your book, suddenly they're toxic. You know. Yeah. It's, it's a really terrible state of affairs. It's not. Yeah. Mm. Remember when we read out some of John Freeman's reviews from that old fanzine when we had him last time? Fucking hell. Yeah. Those boys didn't hold back. No. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, one of the things that that sells a lot of um, books these days, if you know, if you're talking about whatever social media is. Yeah. I think it's other other creators and stuff. Some of the big name creators, like sometimes they do better than with one simple sort of social media posts they do more than a whole press release can yeah they could just yeah. be like oh you should check this out look you know look at these pages click on it wow that's good what is that and then someone looks it up and before you know it they've bought the issue hmm. yeah i think some the, the the rise of what we used to call mailers which are now being called substack and a few other things aren't they yeah i tend to enjoy reading them because that will jazz me up to read bendis's new book or you know chip zadarsky's new series yeah. or something like that that's yeah. that does more for me you know <laughs> You were saying too that Mark Millar mentioned that getting reviews out that just, that doesn't that we're not. Well, sell he, a I think he's he he was when he did. Um, I think I got it from when he did the kayfabe. He said, "Look, this is the main game in town now." And Don't it is kayfabe. Yeah, yeah, it is. You know, there's a few other places thinking critical. You know, I imagine they move a few. You know, something like Perch I mean, moves a few, but it must be they, when they said they didn't want any more submissions on kayfabe because they must have been getting fucking inundated with stuff. Yeah. Yeah, they, they stopped inundated. doing the reviews. Yeah. yeah, they stopped doing the reviews. We, we were on one of the last ones, actually. We got um, a, a Herc on there. And but that did really it. well because of that, didn't it? Herc? Yeah, yeah. It would done yeah, really it well anyway, yeah. but like the, the boost that came No, back. no, man. No, sales, yeah. sales mean nothing to quality, and you know, as much as I'd yeah. like to say it's good. But the, the, the we, we stole, like, I think, 60 the following day. Wow. Yeah, that's Pretty great. Good. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah, really good for us. So, yeah. but like the, the fact that even if one of the kind of the sites that, did review a book honestly you've now your brand and name just means nothing it's you saying that that's good you say fucking 50 things are good per day so i know yeah yeah what's good and what's bad and then i I know stuff you said this is the fucking next best thing and i've read it and it's like that is utter utter dreck how can how can i take that seriously everything is now hyped to the max whether it be good or bad, and nothing is either. Yeah. yeah. There's very little came out this year that is the best comic ever. Is it? Let's face it. No, yeah. yeah. I, I think um, what's interesting, you can look back on our shows, 
Um, it's become harder for us to have a sort of end of year, and that's not because they're, they're, we know there's loads of there's there's always great comics out there, you know, and there's always stuff we miss. Please tell us about them if you you know if we ha- if you haven't heard them spoke about on the show because we love checking out new books. But three four years ago. When it comes to the end of year show, we were doing like the Oscars. We had subjects. Yeah, yeah. We all had one each. There was topic. There was reader polls. There was all kinds of things. This year was di- it was more difficult. I mean, last year was more difficult for us to do it. Twenty twenty two was a difficult one. Def- uh, definitely. And it could be for so many other reasons. You know, not not necessarily about the quality of the work, but it was certainly harder for me to think of a lot of stuff. And, yeah, uh, I think last year last year was a big year. I think because we had a number of books come out that were big um, plant your flag kind of books. Yeah. So we had um, Raptor from McKean. We had Monsters from Barry Windsor Smith. We had one of the new Black Sad books come out. You know, there was a few that came out in that year. Um, Dragman came out. There was a few that came out. You're like, fucking, this is a book. You know, this is an evergreen. I mean, this year they have, there's been a couple last year, rather. We had a new Black Sad book out. And I can't see mm. if, if you're doing best art in a comic book and that isn't on a on a list, list. i think you might yeah. be like mentally ill but uh yeah. there's there's a lot there's has stuff but i i'm not feeling anything that's really super you know jazzing people up this year you know um yes yeah, it's, yeah. it's been a slower year i genuinely think so yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's definitely without doubt because I, I I'd go through the the show notes of the previous year and look through stuff. Yeah, and look at the stuff I've recommended and think, oh man, it wasn't that much that I really was like, fuck me. The, the three years ago, I'd been like, this this fucking title was amazing, but now I'm sort of like, yeah, it's good, but there's there's not loads and loads I'm picking through. Yeah, I think the problem is people are desperate to make to pick out the big new thing, the big new person, I think, mm. rather new thing these days. You know, and everyone can say, oh, this person is the big new the big new creator. Why didn't you read their book? And you're like, what? You know, they're yeah. not quite there yet. You know, yeah. Um, well, it's again, this, it's that recommendation. If someone says to me that this is fucking amazing, I read it as a, like, it's really fucking, yeah. So there's a there's an expectation really thing it does there. with me. If if loads of people tell me this is the most amazing comic in 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 the in the world, and I read it, and it's not, it goes for the same for movies and books and TV series as well. You know, it almost puts me off reading it sometimes because I feel like yeah. the weight of expectation heavily yeah, weighing on me. Yeah, it's automatically fucking going to be spoiled the moment you read it because it's yeah. never going to be. never going to live up to my imagination of what this is about. And then also, it never is that good. You yeah. know, so it just isn't that good. Um, so I think we just need to be like everyone needs to calm down talk about the comics and the problem is it's an easy go-to to say oh this book is the best book i've ever read and it's genuinely being said by a lot of people who haven't read it yet <laughs> you know yeah or um, you say because the sales everyone else don't is, match up yeah or you say it because everyone else is saying it yeah oh do- totally yeah how many times have we had close how many times have we had people on and they said oh what about this book and i said oh oh no i've heard it's really good and i said have you actually read it no oh, no no but everyone's saying it's good on twitter yeah. and i'm like no so like, this is the greatest then. book you'll ever read. You'll be able to order it in three months. Well, how do you know it's that? Because like, <laughs> yeah. surely then yeah. a lot of people will read it. You know, sure. Yeah. It's it's almost after the fact that sometimes that we can that time will judge things, if mm. that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. You know, um, we talk about some classic books, and th- you know, this could be like from a couple of years ago. You know, um, t- never mind the ones that like twenty years ago. The obviously classic ones that Waterstones always push in your face, even though it's like, yeah, I know. Well done. Yeah, right. Uh, Red Swamp Saga. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We read the X Men one only a couple of episodes ago. The Kitty Pride. 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And mused over that how great that was. And I'm, I'm on I'm on a sort of big reading experiment at the moment. So I'm working out how many old and how many new and how many indie and how many mainstream books hmm. I read. And at the end of six months, I'm going to sort of work it all out into a you know a graph and stuff. And um, I mark each one of them. I don't mark them in quality. I mark them in how much I enjoy them because it's an okay. easier easier measuring stick for me that you know. And um, it may be just me being old, but I have to say the older books I'm reading are better. Yeah. Um, might have just be me being grumpy. There's been some good new ones, don't get me wrong, but sometimes I'm like, oh, this is so good. Just a classic so well well, yeah. action and And I think it's like, in the writing, generally. I think, I think yeah. the writing I is think the, it's it's the writing. also um, how much fun and entertainment you get from it. Um, yeah. My recommendation, I'm not going to spoil now, um, it's an older book. Um, people would be like, really? Probably when I say it. Um, <laughs> and certainly before I read it, I thought, oh, this is probably dated really badly. Um, and certainly dated, but I tell you what, when I sat down over the Christmas break with a cup of coffee, sat on that sofa and just started reading this, sometimes you look at the older books and you think, fuck me, that's a lot of speech bubbles. Uh, <laughs> but when yeah, you start you reading do. it, yeah, you, you start reading it, you're you think, entertained, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm in it, I'm entertained, this is great, you know, it doesn't have to be the most it doesn't have to be the deepest, most thought-provoking no, no, no. thing about modern times. Sometimes it's what works, what services that story. And yes, yeah. in, yes, in ten years, someone may sort of say, "Well, that was a bit silly." Well, that you know, that wasn't that great, was it? Mate, it's all uh, silly. It's yeah, comic books. It's, Let's it's face like, it; it's yeah, meant it's like, to be silly. Well, I enjoyed you know? it. I enjoyed it. So I've got to tell you, my book, my book might beat the date on your book by being older by I think about 15 years oh, okay. no 20 25 years actually we'll see when we get to it. I'll, yeah, I'll tell you all when yeah, we get yeah, to it yeah, but yeah yeah, yeah yeah and now i loved i was a fucking revelation yeah yeah i think i would um going back to sort of like what we'd like to see for the year um comics as a form of entertainment and joy yeah for um, everyone you know if you try taking a floppy and a floppy comic um, <laughs> and taping them all together yeah. and try stepping on them they make a shit soapbox so don't turn them into soapboxes to stand on <laughs> right? I think we've had that one ready to go that's I, a good one I, I literally <laughs> just made that up I'm genuinely really proud of it but, but, the, but the metaphor m- it makes sense because exactly. it's like, yes. it's like yeah, yeah. these comics should be pick up oh I've got great joy out of that here, read this, you know, and, and pass it on. And that can work for the big companies, that can work for the small companies. I think Certainly, the problem with it, a lot of it is a lot of these stories are very simple, just yeah. about space adventures. But if you listen to people talk about it online, you you think that they, they, they were Martin Luther King. Yeah, yeah. No, they're not. Yeah. Just look at them, it's not. It's yeah. just that people punching each other. Fucking grow up. That's yeah. why I liked yeah. some of the Invincible storylines. That one where, like, he, that dinosaur, dinosaur swear is, when he kind of, basically blasts the the deserts outside los angeles and makes them uh, las vegas and makes them into huge kind of like mirrors to soak up the sun to power the earth and like invincible kind of rethinks well hold on these this guy's doing the bad thing but actually it's going to help humanity and that kind of exploration of kind of like heroes and stories and adventures yeah. not some great big fucking political no. kind of thing and it, it don't be that fucking oh everything's political so okay everyone wants an angle yeah. an angle yeah. to get it on <laughs> An angle to get on the news with, an angle to get in the newspaper with. You know, it's like there's a particular actor, I won't name him, but he used to be Doctor Who. And uh, every time he's got a, a new film out or a new TV series, he, he appears in The Guardian talking about how difficult it is for working class actors. And I'm thinking, you haven't been a working class actor for fucking 30 years. Yeah. 
just yeah. using that as a reason to yeah. get in the garden. That, yeah. yeah. Thing of like writing writing the adventures of Spider Man and a good writer goes think, right, how can I put Spider Man through the ringer? And yeah. then a bad writer, right, how can I make Spider Man my mouthpiece for this? I want to talk <laughs> yeah. about Yeah, yeah. I really so, I really well, like Cyberpunk stories at the moment. Someone yeah, yeah. should be like, I want to write a fun Spider Man story. Yeah, that's it. That's what we want to read. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, sometimes you, you, you watch, I'll watch an animated show and I'll I'll sit back and go, fucking hell, that's a better comic book story than yeah. the comic books. Yeah. Because they're just trying to write fun for like. But there's that, the Iron Man issue where that Hellcat's fucking preaching and how what an easy life Tony Stark has had. The reason <laughs> also a bit like, oh, you're a white man and you've got loads of money and stuff. So, mate, he's fucking like. Put his life on the line for the universe and reality. He flies about in space in a suit. Uh, Fuck oh, off. Yeah, 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 yeah. This isn't like, a place for this, man. Yeah, <laughs> this yeah, ain't the yeah. place. Yep. It's, uh, I I want more panels like that classic one that got posted everywhere, the Spider-Man and Sauron. Yes, that's great. Where it's like, oh, you, you know all this, you know, all this technology, you could cure cancer. I don't want to cure cancer. I want to turn people into dinosaurs. <laughs> exactly, that's all I want. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. I don't yeah. want to cure cancer. <laughs> <laughs> can I? Can I? Um, to, to one to one of the things that occurred to me, and now it's sort of slightly off the subject, but mm. I was chatting to Stephen um, Stephen Ingrams this week, and we were talking about um, comparing the US to the UK in the underground market. You know? yeah. And and I was saying, what what's the difference? You know, I sent him the question beforehand, and gave him some time to sort of think about it, and I was, what the di- what's the difference? And I think we both kind of came to the conclusion that the US seems to be taking more chances and experimenting a bit. You know, they're more prepared to push boundaries, envelopes, taste, you know, stuff like that at the moment. And um, we seem to be a bit too careful about our content over here at the moment Um, because we're worried what someone will say on social media about it. And you shouldn't, you know, absolutely. You should never worry about that. Um, And that's why a lot of my books this year, my top 10 came from America, you know, um, and I think there's a there's various versions of areas and you know genres that are coming out from the UK small press scene. But there's then there still is some people experimenting. But I just don't mm. think there's enough people who are just like going fucking mental. You know, if there's, there's not a, sell, a sellable medium in this world which you can do so quickly as comics. Yeah. You know, you could make a comic now and it could be on sale in the morning. You know, what else can you do that with? You know, very few things. And I think it's it's something we can you know just like have a play with, yeah. you know. It's that thing of that when someone sort of sees themselves as like an outsider and like kind of they're a bit of a rebel when they're holding the same opinion that every yeah, corporation, every, every yeah. TV show, every news channel, yeah, every, every film, every advertising company, yeah, and yeah, you, you see yourself as an outsider. It's like, man, if you want to say something different, that rather than the same fucking repeated message, like. Everyone thinks everyone's a sixth form rebel, yeah. Case, seemingly. It's, it's, but nobody's actually got the guts to fucking do it. If you're that, an artist you know. and you want to go for it, say, see, I don't consider myself an artist in that regard. I kind of, I don't know about you guys. I'm more of a kind of this, a storyteller. I want to tell fun stories and people have, right. yeah, enjoy. Uh, but if you consider yourself like you want to tell those stories that I don't know, not puts a spin on things or or got something to say. Well, I think taking I chances with narrative, taking, taking chances with types of characters, taking chances with the way stories appear and are told and are drawn mm. and are written and stuff. You know, there's, I can't really think of anyone this year who's really jumped out at me from the UK scene who suddenly appeared with a, a really interesting and different style. Put it that way, I suppose. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of people who I continue to enjoy, you know, people like Gareth and stuff, you know, 
whose work yeah. I, I continue to enjoy, but there's not that many people out there. I've gone, fucking hell, what's this? You know? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. It, but there has been in the US, you know, the likes of Mark Wagner Correct. and people like that, you know. Fair enough. Mm. Yeah. I'm I'm finding a lot, of, uh, a lot of joy in sort of older comics at the moment. That's kind of... Yeah. You know. Uh, I'm, That's I'm okay, on a, man. I'm on a bit of a nostalgia tip. Wait, a lot of people have been doing that though, because yeah. they they kind of feel like they're not getting what they want. They they'd go back to when, yeah, they think that's why these omnibuses are made, aren't they? You know, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, if only they were priced reasonably. I've got the uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, Captain America Essentials containing the Bloodstone Hunt and a bit either side of that, mm. and that's a fucking great cat period. I mean, I love yeah. it. Yeah, that's good, man. Yeah, I bought the um the two longbow hunters. Nice. Um, and they, I think they're three thousand pages in all. And they I mean, they're not cheap though, to be fair. No. And I had to sort of strengthen the floorboards when I put them up in the shelves. <laughs> Where do we see um the sort of the mainstream, the the, the big two? We when we we don't have to talk about this for very long. In fact we shouldn't talk this about this for very long. But um a lot of the comic book marketplace and the state of the um medium is placed upon these two publishers, which is silly because there's so much more out there, and certainly we. Yeah. Um, but when we get to the end of next year or this year, sorry, oh god, we're recording, we're recording before the actual date you're listening. Yeah. yeah. Um, wh- where do you think we'll be? Do you think there'll be a, a couple of highlights, but it'll just be more of the same? What do you think? Well, I think the, the, the big the big rumor isn't it that the DC will fold. All of its original comic making—that's the fucking rumor. That's fucking heavy. Um, I don't think it'll happen. I'll be surprised. If, you know, they might strip it, strip it back. You know, if I'd have told should, you these books aren't selling a lot of them. 15, 20 years ago, that we'd be in this position now, where manga is absolutely fucking eating the lunch of DC and Marvel, and Marvel and DC are absolutely fucking flagging behind. I yeah. wouldn't have believed you. Just, no way. How the fuck can that happen? But. I was, in, I was in a small Forbidden Planet the other day um, in Cardiff, a tiny little store, um, and all the sort of uh, the Western comics, all all the manga and stuff like that is upstairs, I believe. Okay. Yeah, I think that's um, right. That one, yeah, I yeah. Um, and you know, I was walking in there. As we were walking out, the the biggest group of people that was in there. There was a few people in there. It's a small store. Biggest group of like mid mid teens, mid teens, kids, and we're talking like seven or eight. And, you know, they were just talking amongst themselves. And the one thing I heard from them, the one that just rung out, and it may be because we do this show and, like, my ears <laughs> tuned in, was like, oh, no, all the manga's upstairs. So they all went upstairs. Uh... <laughs> and I just thought, oh, well, that's the comic buyers now. Yeah. That's, that's, okay. that's it yeah. now, I think. I got um, the stats through on the Marvel app today, actually, funny enough. Okay. Um, what do you think was the most read, the most read comic on there? Stats on the Marvel app. Um, yeah, that's the entire oh God. basically fan catalog of Mar- Marvel. Yeah, everything. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna go for like classic X Men. No, that too broad. No, no. okay. No. Um, this specific series. It, oh, uh, series. Amazing Spider Man. Almost Ultimate Spider Man. Was it Ultimate wow, Spider Man? Okay. Wow. Yeah, that's interesting, isn't it? <laughs> wow. Yeah, that is. When you think that's a standalone for intent, most intents and purposes, self-contained, you know, self-contained story yeah. you can read, yeah. I think that's not a bad shout. That's the sort of thing Dad's got the app. 
give yeah. give their twelve year old son whatever it's going to be, which and I do with my son with. Ultimate. And also, yeah. the success they've had with the Mars Morales character cannot be undersold. Well, no, that and... doesn't. I think that's the Peter stuff. Okay. From the images they showed on the the little infographic, it looks like it's the earlier Peter stuff because Miles doesn't turn up till much later. But is he part of the same series? Much later on, mm. yeah, I think a hundred. What is it? Over a hundred issues. Because when I think of Ultimate Spider Man, I think of the Mark Bagley, Brian Michael Bendis, the the, the classic stuff. The that's what it is. Yeah, the yeah, Peter yeah. Parker stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. Peter Parker yeah. stuff. It's hard to tell, but that's the, they showed the cover of the first issue, basically. Yeah. Um, so I'm guessing it's the early, you know, people will pick it up. That's what I do with the Marvel app. You you think of an oh, a nice little run in the DC yeah. app, always getting people, what can, what can I need to read next? Week? You know, it's not when you're staring at the woods, you don't know which tree to pick, do you? Yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. so I always say, oh, that's a good run. And a lot of people will say, oh, what's a good run for me and my kid to read? And that, I think that's the, that's got to be the go-to. It was for me when I was, um, my kid was growing Interesting. up. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And the most read villain was Venom, but I don't really know what that means. You know, because is that like a villain with his own series? Because there's not many of them anyway. No, no. You know? also, um, or is yeah. it comics they go to that have got Venom in? I'm not sure yeah, how well their tracking fuck, is. Fuck off. They don't write him as a villain. Give it a rest. They don't anymore. They, they yeah. often don't, do they? You know, yeah. he was in Thunder and Thunderbolts for a while. Uh, it'd, be you know? ni- it'd be nice if we had some villains actually being villains. I mean, he did actually yeah. kill and kill people, Venom. Like, yeah. He, yeah. When, he, when he first turns up, he's, he's strangling people. He puts like the symbiote yeah. like, encases their head in like the black mm. goop and they suffocate them. Yeah, good times. Uh, yeah, good Venom, times. Yeah. You got a bad guy. <laughs> yeah, you have yeah. to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, what about um, events or stuff like that? You're looking forward to, guys. Is there anything that's I coming up? I haven't looked forward to an event for a, a long time, and I say that as someone that has as, back to the nostalgia tip. I had real reverence for some events. Um, you know, some some of the classic ones I was reading, but. No, I mean, I mean, events oh, in the year. Physical oh, event, event, uh, physical, physical events. events yeah, well, yeah. I'm, I'm this year. I'm not going to be tabling this year, but I want to get out to some more shows. Um, uh, I definitely. I mean, I'm not going to go. Uh, I'm not going to be able to visit anything out of the country this year. Right. But certainly, I, I would like to get to a, a few more comic shows. See, see what's, see what's going down, and and as a, I think it'd be quite interesting because through most of my sort of comics sort of life since we started the show it's been a very different existence because um, either we've had a table or you know there, there's been some sort of podcast reason or I've had my own comics there I want a year of like just being a punter mm. yeah get, fair enough getting the okay. feel getting the feel for comics again Do you know what I mean? so what sort of events will you punt at um, I'm gonna try to get a thought bubble later this year right um Earlier in the year, God, I've got to think about what's what's happening. I I will always um and ah about an MCM and then decide no, I can't be bothered with all those people. <laughs> oh, it's fucking busy. Yeah. yeah. Um. God, what about, you, what about you guys? While I'm thinking about, what about you, D. I think maybe doing Fort Bubble as a punter, like go up there one day, stay the night, and then come back. Yeah. Uh, I definitely do. Looking to do the smaller ones, like there's that one in South Norwood. Uh, go oh to. yeah, yeah. Some some of the, the smaller bits and bobs. I, I really would like to do another mcm like as in table at one uh that would have to be at the arse end of the year though as opposed to uh the, the earlier one uh but i'm fucking really like <laughs> on the fence for that do you know what i mean mm. yeah we we fucking mention it every other fucking show but 
Mm. I don't want to do it again and get burnt like we did fucking last. It's just time. not my people, man. That's the problem. With yeah, it. I think that's you the, know. Yeah, I'd, mm. I'd go there with like the sales face on and just like right, I want to sh- get my comic out to as many people as I can. Yeah, yeah, that's not my. I find that very tiring. Mm. It's having to do the sales face for it's, 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 mm. it's, yeah, it's exhausting. It's, it's just not me. I don't think. Um, what about you? Two? I've got, I've got, I've got three that I've lined up. Well, four actually. So I'm on Glam in a few weeks. I'm very excited about that. I'm going with Sam from, and we're going for No Brow for that one. Um, and that, well, you remember when I went a couple of years ago, guys? It was a fucking revelation. Yeah, they're just, just amazing. That's a, that's a country that loves comics, and I admire them for it. You know, mid-year January, uh, sorry, June. I'm thinking about going out to Glasgow. Um, I might do a little bit of a tour, pop in and see the um, that comic smell guys as well. See Canon and and um, uh al and steve and, and in everyone who's sort of um i know up from that end of the end of the earth and then at the end of the year i've got baltimore which i'm going to which i think is the same weekend as um spx which is doable because i think it's about only they're an hour apart okay. so i'm going to try and do baltimore on the saturday maybe spx on the sunday if i can work it but uh, that one i'm um I'm also meeting up with. I'm trying to get Al to go. Trying to get Mr. Henderson to go. He's I'm in Ireland, um, but the, I'm meeting up with Cliff and I'm meeting up with um, Matt Straw as well, which I'm quite excited about because they're sort of locals, so it's going to be nice. Um, so I'm very excited about that. I hear Baltimore is is a is a bit like Heroes. You know, it's got its eye on old school comics and oh, fantastic. OA and stuff like that. And then like you, Dan, probably the South London Comic and Zine Fair. Probably I fancy going down to that, um, seeing the people there. So that'd be a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, maybe and then obviously Nottingham I'll do but um, hopefully Bam will go forward again um, yeah that's pretty much it I'm going to say trying to think of anything else probably not going to do Lawless there's a long way to go to just walk around tables with people selling stuff I, I, I missed yeah. the fact there wasn't loads to buy that one yeah. um, and Thought Bubble it's 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 not my scene man no, it's just I, too twee these days last time we went it was a bit I was, I was I was I was wanting for a bit more of a kind of a pure a pure comics experience, but yeah, maybe uh, wait and see who the guests are. I think. My yeah, I, 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 I think, I think for me. I think for me it's I think it's because uh, it's a different experience when you go as a punter. So I, I want I, I've never been the thought bubble, not having skin in the game. Hmm. Right. Um, okay. Yeah. So, so you can see. So I can. So you I could can, do it just a day. Can I you, can just wander around, meet loads of people that you know that we know and we love and stuff, and also like. You know, I can browse without thinking. I've got to be back at the fucking table in a bit, or I've got, I've got, to, got to do this, I've got to do that. No, I'm just gonna have a wander around. I can. I'm gonna. Oh, I'm a bit tired. I'm gonna sit down and have a cup of tea, and I won't. I, I don't have to worry about looking miserable behind the table. The only bit, the only bit I felt bad about last time is I wasn't mad about going, but it was the amount of phone calls and text messages I got from people that just said, "Where are you?" Yeah. <laughs> We're at the event. I'm like, I'm not there this year. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Yeah. So, um, folks, all our lovely listeners, and I know lo- loads of you go there. Um, I hope to see you there. We'll talk about it later in the year. We'll, we'll, yeah, so um, they haven't announced any guests yet. Am I right in saying that? No, I don't think so. I think, I, you no. know, everyone's just had Christmas, though, haven't they? So, yeah, yeah, so that's I think you know, on Glems, it's I want to I want to try and get around a bit. So, but on Glem is just like brilliant, you know, yeah. and I got a pro pass, so fuck everyone, don't have to queue up. Well, that's a well, nice way to be about it, isn't it? Um, yeah, I think so. <laughs> and I'm doing a signing. Oh, don't forget, I've got to say, I'll, I'll tell you in a couple of weeks, but I'm doing a signing at Ongolim. So if anyone's there. Oh, oh there you go. Yeah, there you go. He just drops that in, winning, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, <laughs> what what else about this this coming year? For, for the, the the small press scene, what do we want? What do we want to see? What do we want to see from people? I've got Not a few. People, um, just I've got general. a few books that are coming out that I, I'd quite like to see. Oh, you can shout, yeah, yeah. Um, there's 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 some stuff. So Hellbreaker, firstly from Patting in Ashcroft. Yep, yeah, yeah. Can't wait to see that. I think that's out next year. Um, Burn with Me by Stephen Ingram, which is currently on his Patreon, but it's coming out as a hard copy, which he's sending out free to people who are patrons, which is nice. I'm really looking forward to that. Um, the uh, there's Simon Russell's doing a new book about the twelve trial. The how many trials did Hercules do? I forget now. How many trials was it? Is it seven? Oh, wherever it was. How many trials did yeah. he do? He's doing a comic like that, and I think that's all good stuff. Um, Rachel Ball's working on a new comic, but in colour this time, which is going to be good. Department of Truth have got an omnibus coming out. So oh, I brilliant. need to get hold of that. Yeah, so that'll be what? I bought it in digital. I bought the issues. I bought the trade. I got given the well, trades. So that'll be my fourth dip on that series. 12 um, Labours of Hercules. 12 Labours, thank you. Um, Tradmore, do you remember we looked at the Silver Surfer Black? Yes, Love it. Like a treasury yeah. edition. Do you remember yeah, that? I've yeah. got that. Well, he's got a he's got a comic coming out at the moment called Doctor Strange Full Sunrise, which is a terrible name. Either a really good name or a bad name. I'm not actually certain about that. Full Sunrise. Yeah. Is that a good name or not? I don't know. I can't get my head around it. But the he's doing a treasury version of that, which is coming out next year, which I've avoided buying the issues because I want to get it in that oversized version. And if it's anything like Silver Surfer Black, it's going to be amazing, isn't it? I think if there's ever a character that you can go like just like in mental on. And Trapmore's the man. I think it'll be Doctor Strange, won't it? You know, look what Dicko managed to do with it. Um, well, oh, the um, anything from Miller World, really? Um, yes, definitely. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to all the series he's got coming out, and that should be good. Um, Strangers, new offerings, a couple of other things. Uh, Cliff's working on a really filthy zine, which he told me about the other night. Oh, fantastic! That should be good. Yeah. I mean, what about you guys? Any particular comics coming up you're looking forward to? Uh. The, Not, the, na- the names escape me right now. Do you know what I mean? It's one of those. Oh, right. I know I'm going to think about his stuff. Um, yeah, I, I, I've not got stuff on. Uh, I'm doing pretty soon to a massive disservice, but I've not got anything that I can recall right at the moment. Yeah. Savage Dragons disappeared a bit. Right. That's okay. come back again. Not where that's gone to. Um, yeah, I mean, we all know the X universe will probably change in the next sort of what twelve to twenty-four months at some point, won't it? Yeah, you know, they've. I think they've kind of stretched that theory as far as they can at the moment. I don't think a lot of the writers, other than maybe Jerry Duggan, who's working enjoying a sort of aren't firing on all guns on it at the moment, and you know, I think they're going to have to strip that back at some point. Um, yeah, I, I, I've kind of just that's become almost like a fucking joke to me. I, yeah. I know a lot of people do actually really like the X Men stuff. There's some good just, stuff in there. It's just. Um, and there's some tatty old stuff in there, but um, yeah, they they have, they have these sort of scrolling comics on the Marvel app. You know, they like some of them are awful. Oh my god! But the most popular scrolling for the app only comic was the X Men comic this year on the app. That was oh, fair popular. enough. Yeah, so it's, it's obviously doing right in some places. Um, yeah, I mean, Ram V on Batman's killing it. I think that's good. Um, yeah, be, I'd be interested to see like who the um, the next wave of sort of young guns, I suppose you could call them. You know how we saw like Martin Simmons and Ramby and uh, you know Pack and sort of like rise and rise. Who's going to step up this this year um, and really sort of level up their game? If you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, you know, and who will you know publishers take notice of? Um, and rightfully so, hopefully. Um, well, hopefully the publishers will. 
Yeah. You know, rather than just hire someone who's a mate of someone else who's in a writer's room in Hollywood, you know. Yeah. I'd like to think that hopefully they will, you know, sign some people who are doing, you know how to write a comic. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, th- I think there's probably some artists who are on Image Books right now that are going to be going to have a six issue series with a big two book possibly you know somewhere here or there well, yeah i can look, see the model of six issue series going more <coughs> and more to marvel and dc now i think it's, it's yeah. seen as the way to do stuff i'm talking about one in a bit actually which is just clearly the best way to go with it i think they do talk of like uh basically like being a, an artist or a writer on a long running series that's like if i can kiss a death no one wants <laughs> no one wants to take that on now i could be completely wrong there that's only one yeah, maybe some do yeah yeah, yeah. Mm. Because you want that opportunity of sort of telling the story and then doing something else rather than just being locked in. But, yeah, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know. What about from a personal of, attainment sort of what a personal project thing? That was something you were going to ask, wasn't it, Dick? Yes, like kind of uh, harking back to what I was saying about taking stock of stuff and trying to think. Right, here's a here's a, a list of goals or things I'd like to achieve in 2023. Do you chaps have stuff thinking? Right, this is what I'm going to set out to accomplish. Yeah. Do I bore okay. you with mine? Yeah, go for it. Right. First off, an amazing um, purchase that I purchased today. Would you like to hear what I purchased today? Yeah, well, yes. yes. A long arm stapler. Oh, brilliant. I've got one of them. They're fantastic. <laughs> so I'm gonna, I've got a new printer, and I'm going to try and do some zany art stuff as well. Yeah. That's the plan. Nice. So we, we said we were going to put these on a post-it note, didn't we? And... Um, and at the end of the year, we'll see where we've done it. So that's that's number one for Tony. And we'll go long to you. Arm stapler. Long, long arm, arm staplers. Long arm staplers are zines. Yeah. Long, long arm stapler zines. That's what I'm writing on my post. I've found you find the length that you need to put that. Look, there's a little catch that you put. Yes, I've got that. Shows you where yeah. Basically, I just put that in position. as I write, That's never moving that. I pretty much stuck it in place. So every time you put an A4 in it, it's straight in the center to fold over and make a zine. Yes, that's what I, yeah, I was playing with that earlier. Actually, yeah. Enough. Automate's a great weapon. Yeah, God. Yeah, yeah. You got clocked around the end with that. Yeah, I'll carry mine about the house just in case anyone breaks in. What's well, okay. got... Yeah, go on. I was going to say, what about you guys? Come on, let's do it one at a time. We've each got to say we're going to do something in the next year. We've got to do My it. goal, uh, I don't know, I really want this done in the first three, four months of the year, and that's to build a website or sort out a big cartel where people can uh, get my comics because I don't offer that kind of service i'm selling these fucking comics but trying to get one off of me is seems to be really tough you got to kind <laughs> of cartels easy man I, even i can do yeah that. yeah but i'm not yeah. sure if i need like I, I don't have a site with portfolio stuff of like my design stuff illustration stuff and my comic book stuff if i could kind of have one which i uh, have that and then it's got the big cartel built into it and yeah. just you go here and then if you want saint by me you can find it on this shop yeah you can be able to commission me through there you know a bit like just put it in one place and so yeah. I can point people at it. And if everyone, not everyone, but if you want to read Vanguard comic, I have a links to that. And I don't know. That's what I'm looking at. Basically like a very small website where you can buy my stuff and just, yeah, do bits and bobs. So I'm writing that down. We create a small website where you can look at your work and buy your stuff. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah. So you buy it. Okay. What about you, V? Um, probably, I don't know. I just need to find, um, reconnect with the joy of um, writing, like creating comics and like okay. writing. I certainly, um, I haven't written a full-on comic script for a while. Uh, okay. I've, had some, I've had some ideas for stuff, um, and something we 
we mentioned on a recent show, um, I immediately thought, I could write that. Oh, um, yeah. We're going to talk about that in a bit, aren't we? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, and I, all of a sudden, I had like lots of ideas for it. Um, but, mate, you've doing the design work on Hidden Lives this year and stuff. You did the cover for me. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, yeah. I'll get this. Last year, rather. You know, and yeah, I, yeah. I enjoy like doing those those bits and like the design work and stuff. That's, you know, I love all that. I, I think it's just um, getting back into the writing and stuff okay. and figuring out. No better time, baby cakes. What, you know I, that. what I'm going to do in terms of art wise as well, because I, you know, I have breaks and then I go back to the digit when I'm just do like do some sketches or character sketches yeah. or things like that. Um, but then, of course, then sometimes you have a day where you just think this is all shit, and yeah. that, you know that, that can sometimes throw you off. Um, but I think you know I'll, I'll get back to the old uh, the typewriter and uh, see what comes out. Okay, and, and, oh, and so I've been looking typewriters up on eBay, you know. Oh, of course. You have. <laughs> Um, not being too precious about it either. Maybe I just. So would you say like a comic script by this yeah. time? Yeah. Oh well. Okay, I'm writing yeah, that down. Yeah. yeah, I reckon. I reckon. Vince comic script. And not so. not as in like a, a ten pager or a twenty pager, like like a like a forty page book or something like that. Do you know what I mean? Okay. I'm writing at least forty pages. I've written that yeah. on this note now. Yeah. Because that's purely because I can't do pacing for shit. <laughs> With your pool and stuff, you could say to an. You could pay like go for an artist and say, look, we'll we'll do a Kickstarter of this at the end of the year. The idea being like, say if we mm. did this much money, you get eighty percent of the money and I get Yeah. But you'd be also be doing stuff on it like the mm. maybe yeah. the lettering and the design yeah. and the layout. And looking blah, 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 looking blah. into things like that is definitely something that I, I want to do a bit more of this year. Yeah. Figuring out cool. you know, getting getting some more product out there, I think. What have you guys got coming out? Is there anything you can talk about? In the next I've, year, I've got, yeah, no, I've got I've got I've got no comics and stuff. Comics? So, well, you've got you're doing you're you're doing the design work on two comics, yeah. Me. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's going to look yeah. lovely. Trust me. Yeah, <laughs> we haven't properly talked about it yet, but I guarantee it will look good. No, yeah, no, yeah. No. Well, I, I I take pride in my work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that's good. Um, yeah. What about you, D? I've got two. I'm going to be putting out two issues of Vanguard this year. Uh, issues twenty one and twenty two. Okay. Yeah, twenty one, twenty two. Uh, hopefully, going to be finishing the series on twenty five. So that I've got about two and a half years worth of Vanguard left to do. Okay. Twenty five fucking issues. That seems like such a long time. I don't know. But to be fair, like it was five years ago since we started our anthology, so it fucking zips by. It does, man, doesn't it? Uh, yeah. We're, this is our eighth year of the podcast. Yeah, I've, I've got a few other projects I've been working on. Other people. Uh, I'm hoping to maybe do something on DUI 3. Yeah. Uh, I'd like to do that. And I potentially, I'm not sure if I've had the time for it. Uh, I've got like a rough plot points for a, a, another issue of Viper, but I don't think I'd be able to get that done uh, by the end of the year. That's, it's a lot of fucking work to do all these, this many books. I'm trying to be a lot more brutal on myself with page mm. counts on Vanguard because going up to 40, 50 pages an issue, uh, that just fucking kills me, man. Yeah. I, th- I think I think planning and scheduling is one of the most important things you can do yeah. um, when it comes to any projects. And, and next year is definitely one where that's hugely important. I want yeah. to lock, lock down, right? Okay, not not with a sort of like my goal is to do this. You know, I want to mm. lose so many pounds by this date. Is it's more sort of like right? Okay, get a structure in place. Yeah, get definitely. A sh- get a schedule in place, which sounds really 
grayscale and black and white and boring when you say it, but it's very important because you get used yeah. to that and you hit those moments, even if you're just doing an hour a night or you're doing half an hour a night of something. Keep on doing it, and then by the yeah. end you'll be like, bloody hell. It's the old thing when we used to revise for exams, isn't it? Yeah. If you do a timetable of your revising, it makes you feel better. Yeah. And it makes you feel like doing it more. Yeah. You're in control if you, of it. If, yeah, you, yeah. if it's just like a nebulous, oh, I'll do it. But yeah. when are you going to do it? What time and are you going to do? And I can tell you, it? I've never had any control over the schedule of things. I think one of the the best, um, most productive times for me is when we did the Autumn Comics anthology. Yeah. Because yeah. because we had like locked in, right? Here's the print deadline that we're doing it at this convention. You know, the dates were there. That's absolutely um, hard date. I mean, that convention isn't moving the fucking date. You got to have that yeah. book ready for that yeah. convention. Um, which is hard aside from a few hiccups, we fucking smashed yeah. that. Yeah, we did it. Yeah, four of us yeah. did it. Us and Nick, didn't we? Yeah. That was a bit of a point to prove as well, wasn't it? The yeah. That we can yeah. bang out four issues in a year. And yeah. I don't um, think anything yeah, else. One, I might collect, I might finally collect Murder Road. Oh, okay. Oh, good. That'd be a good one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think, um, yeah. Because that's all but there, isn't it? Yeah, like, it's pretty, pretty much there. I have, you know, uh, I, I've been, it's been a work in progress for a while, sort of taking off the to be continued and all of this stuff that was in the original anthology and mix you're going to two color it or are you going to leave it black and white or what are you planning um i'm pondering maybe going in with some color i'm going to see how it works if it doesn't work then i'm not gonna i'm not gonna push it but you know i I think that might be that might be a difficult thing anyway because i'll be going back i'll be looking i personally will be looking at old work and Mm. i might be looking at going oh i hate you um, so. See, when I did Viper into the color version, I'd already done it in color. We printed it in black and white, but yeah, it was yeah, color, yeah. so yeah. I didn't really have that much fucking yeah. around to do. Yeah. But yeah. I, I, I would find it very difficult going back to a work yeah. that was, and plus it's cheaper for years old. <laughs> yeah, but like I said, if he's published in black and white and it's fucking good in black and white, why? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've also got a lot, a lot of pages of of black as well. Um, that that haven't seen the light, and like the story has right. Further. Okay, yeah, yeah. So you know, don't be surprised if you might. I believe they're called around. pages of color now. You know, I'd say that. Cheeky <laughs> <laughs> gag there, T. Nice one. Thank you. Yeah, Thank lovely. You. lovely. <laughs> yeah. So you know, hopefully at the end of twenty twenty three, we'll be able to go. Yeah, look at that. I mean, Tony will probably publish about fifty seven comics. Uh, well, thanks for asking. He'll yeah. read. He'll read twelve hundred. <laughs> Won't you, Tony? Because I'm sure, as well as making, you've you've surely got you've already set yourself goals in terms of reading. What? Weirdly, I have. Yeah, yeah I thought you had. So on, I've on. been keeping a record of the comics I'm reading since the end of October, and I think I'm at 850 something at the moment. I was hoping to get to a thousand by the end of the new year, but I won't do that. Um, so from a comics point of view, I've got Time to Leave the Party, which is the new the next one in the Hawk Chronicles Hidden Lives series, um, and I've got three artists attached who I've sp- met with and spoken to about it. I'm quite excited about that. Um, Tony Osman Returns is the new um, tribute jam with me and Cliff. Um, and that's eight or nine pages drawn now. We had a big script conference the other night about it, me and Cliff, which is as us like, making up the most outrageous things we can include in it. Yes, there is a bottle of Blue Nun in it, believe it or not. Um, we've got some obviously some new bubbling stuff from Tribute. Got an anthology coming up. I'm interested to see um, Simon Russell. I wrote two pages of what's going to be a much bigger um, zine called Madeline, I think it's called, which is little memories of comics in your life. Um, and he's got some really interesting people. I don't think I should say because it's his project, but 
he's put it on the Slack, and I think he's got a couple more people coming to him. But that's a really nice project. Um, I sent it to him at like ten o'clock in the morning, and he 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 sent it back proofed with a with an illustration on it like two hours later. You know, like proper pro stuff. Mm. Very excited about that. Um, and DUI three, which I sent my pitch off hey. a days ago um, about that. So I'm doing that with Alina again, which should be fun. Oh, fantastic. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I've got the NIA reading, examining comics history projects, which is which is ongoing, which I'm really yeah. enjoying and as well. We've also yeah. got this show. And this, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's the last thing I think I've written here is more more mucking about with Vince and Dan. It's the last yeah. thing on my list. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're going to be um, obviously getting some more guests on and uh, yeah. talking crap. Yeah. I just texted about more we've been talking, haven't I? So, yeah. Yes. That's right. Yeah. I'll make more dildos going on my ass jokes <laughs> to, <laughs> yeah. to amuse what remains yeah. of our listenership. Yeah. I, th- I think <laughs> the, with this show as well, one thing for the um, this year, I'd like to see um, what we're going to try and do is obviously try and bring new voices to you. So some new creators, some we'll, we have yet to discover, surely. Um, mm. Some we've been meaning to talk to for a while. Um, and also I think we'll... we'll We'll definitely go back to some process, like process shows, yeah. and things like that. You know, really get into the weeds of how. Um, and usually, creators that we've never spoken to before. How do they make comics? Um, and certainly, that's sometimes that's easy enough to do when you're, if you're talking to a writer or or like a penciler. Um, but it'd be good also to you know talk to the other people. You know, get some more editors. Talk to some more editors, some colorists, some letterers. Um, go through that whole thing because we had a lot of fun going through that. What was it? Seven, eight weeks of that that process. Like what? Three years ago, I'm going to yeah, say. Three yeah. years. Yeah. End of the year, about three yeah. years ago, wasn't it? Yeah. When we took it from the creation all the way through to the print, didn't we? Um, you know, and it, that that was good fun. It'd be, it'd be good to it'd be interesting to do that now, seeing how things change. I mean, um, we had David Hine on that, wasn't he? Oh, I loved yeah. that interview. Yeah, that was yeah. really good. Yeah. Yeah. So. He turned up in a WhatsApp group. I mean, today, funny enough, nice. he won't. He won't know I'm in it because my 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 name on Twitter on WhatsApp is ridiculous. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> so I remember. Oh, I remember that interview. Now he was really good. I love that dude. What a good yeah. writer as well. Yeah. He should be doing more. Um, but of course, you know, a lot of the people who listen to this show, um, you guys are making comics yourself, um, getting your ideas out there. Perhaps you're going to publish your first comic or web comic um, this year. If so fucking good luck to you, you yeah. know, good on for doing it and, and going ahead yeah. and doing it we've had lots of people who started off as listeners and then four years down the line they're publishing their their own comics and doing kickstarters and stuff um and it's a wonderful community to be part of but as such this show is also about like you know we, lo- we like to give back to you guys um not just with the <laughs> dick joke um although the there's going to be many of those but if there's any part of the the comic process that you want us to talk about or you want to find out more about then perhaps you weren't listening three years ago um then get in touch with us and see okay can we just go you know could you guys talk about this and we'll we'll get a guest on we'll go we'll go in a deep dive and talk about because it. it's fascinating for us as well and we we pick up tips from the people we talk to all the time as well as you know sometimes sharing the same influences and, and stuff so you know seriously as always do get in touch with us about what you want to hear from this show and the topics and the genres and comic comic events because you know the, this show much like comics itself um is alive because um comic readers keep it alive so 
you know. Otherwise, we're just three people in this shed um, talking to each other. Um, Sexy shed, though. Which we, which we would do every week, but also as as like a something for you to listen to. Probably wouldn't be. What's happened from 2021 to... Sorry, 2022 to 2023 that we've moved from the ACP Towers to a shed? Yeah, it's all gone wrong, isn't it? I yeah. like those posh well, sheds you can get. They get delivered. You know, they're like pods, aren't they? Now? Yes. They're quite cool, aren't they? Yeah, yeah but Dan, you, you know why. You know what happened to the why. Towers. I don't know why. You know why. Well, one point we we're in Vince's Rose Cottage, weren't we, for a while, but that's all changed. Uh, well, you know, the the public found me, and I can't have that. <laughs> <laughs> I had to change my name, expensive plastic surgery, and you know, said, Vince, you've got some other stuff on on the board, but not it's not too much related. Do you want to go into that here, or yeah. let's save that for another time? Oh well, well, I do have like you know, I am launching. Um, you got safe space on the go, obviously. Yeah, the safe space on the go. Yeah, I'm, yeah and I'm doing some podcast stuff that is like tabletop gaming, mm. um, and but it's also it's a lot of work there, man. As well, yeah, every time yeah, I yeah. see your Twitter, it's like fuck me, you're creating an empire again. It's not as if you're not doing it, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I am, yeah, I am busy behind the scenes. I am busy, but and a lot of it is is what I love anyway. Um, in whatever medium I'm doing, storytelling. Hmm. I just bloody love storytelling. So that's always what it's about. And, like, you know, doing the the tabletop game like Safe Space is just another avenue to tell stories with some friends and, you know, hopefully people will enjoy it. And I'm going to be pushing that, obviously, a fair bit, like, you know, doing, like, a podcast network thing with a couple of different shows. But hopefully hopefully you guys, you know, if, if any listeners out there, are into it um you know stay tuned i'm sure there's a, i listen there to it i don't understand that world but i listen to it because I, I listen to it because i like to hear your voice in my oh, ears thanks thanks <laughs> that's how i have it on uh, there's stuff i listen to that i don't kind of like uh, have an interest in but not like getting into it deeply but yeah. i love listening to people who've got a passion about yeah. what well, they're doing it, it really it? Yeah. really yeah. translates yeah. Yeah. Like you know that kind of the, the Warhammer stuff. I don't yeah. have any interest in playing any of that game or doing any of that stuff. We've but, spoken about the uh, comics on the on the pod before, haven't we? Yeah, like, listening like, to the fiction. I love the law. It's fucking I could, great. The law I could great. not tell you anything about that. Game. Can you get Can you get married in that? You can get in married what? anywhere, Tony. I'd started a rumor that Johnny Teasmate got married on that video game. Do you remember? Yeah, you can like definitely get married season. in that Second Life. Yeah, video yeah game. you can there, can't you? I yeah, got yeah. Ma- I got married in Skyrim. I that's it. Yeah, I had a. You know the person who was following me around on that game. They were an amazing badass warrior, like this fucking. She was awesome, and then I got married to her, and then she just stayed at home. She was still, <laughs> she was still in like in the barbarian sort of gear, and she was just sort of at home. I couldn't. I was. Is like, this real? What's why the have you really done happened? this? Why have you done this? <laughs> Did you really get married in that game? Yeah, yeah. You can get married quite easily in that game. No. Yeah, well, I hope it's not legally blinding. Otherwise, she's probably wondering where I've been for the past six years. Is it Lydia? Lydia's probably still in your little cottage in Skyrim. Just going, how are you, my love? Looking after a kid that looks nothing like me. Little, little Vince with his little beard. <laughs> oh, He's wearing your old wife beater shirt that you used to wear, wandering around the house. Where's my ale? <laughs> Oh, I don't like you've got like a redneck kid in Skyrim. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> in a trailer in Skyrim. <laughs> completely out of place. It's the only fucking trailer park. If you've had a baby on a computer game, write in and tell us. Oh God, please, please do. Yeah, <laughs> it's weird. Oh, that kind dear. of I, I presume that that metaverse was going to go that way where people having relationships and stuff. But I'm quite well, glad they didn't, they didn't have legs. 
Yeah, I'm quite glad he hasn't taken off because Second Life was fucking rife for that, wasn't it? It instantly goes to fucking. I didn't know about. And... Oh, it goes to like it's... yeah, torture and yeah. yeah. It's so lovely. I had I was completely unaware of all that Second Life nonsense. I and the thing the thing about this world that you come to realise is you can avoid it if you want to avoid it. Yeah, there's <laughs> a guy I watch occasionally when he puts up videos called uh, Daniel from Second Life, and he goes into Second. Oh Life yeah, Daniel this... is it from Second yeah. Life? And yeah, he, he uh, is. This trolls people. This like they're having sex and he's going to goes, What's going on here? and starts talking to him really that's earnestly. That, that sounds like something like, we know, doesn't it, Tony? Yeah. He's like, <laughs> yeah. why, why don't you just fuck off, mate? Sits on the end of the bed smoking. Wrong? I'll tell you this story about <laughs> let's I'll tell you this story about a relative of mine. I won't I won't name him because it's cruel. But I said to him, he was a bit of a sort of shut in. I said, What are you doing this week? Brian. And he went, oh. <laughs> <laughs> he, went yeah. he went, Oh, uh, because he calls me Anthony. Oh, hello, Anthony. I said, oh, what are you up to this week, Brian? And he went, uh, oh, I'm um, DJing. And I said, oh, that's fucking great, mate. Well done. DJing, what, down the, you know, the old people's home or the, you know, the pub or something? He went, yeah. no, on Second Life. So I slapped him around the face. <laughs> and I said, if you're a paedophile, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> there was an interview where this kind of like a modern creator in Second Life, that I think she was like, a fashion designer so you can buy clothes make clothes and sell them on there for the, the currency which i think's linden and they did like a try to do a tv thing but basically people had these massive dildos that came flying onto the set and they had to cancel the the broadcast like almost immediately <laughs> why is that the second time that's come up that 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 what? word has come up on this, on the on dildos, first, yeah, first show of twenty twenty. Why is it like whenever anyone says the word dildo, they have to say massive before it? Do it yeah. Are there any like normal size? Normal dildos? size. I think there must. Yeah, be. Know, it must be. You know the most yeah. the the, 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 most, sold, the sold, most sold sex toy in uh, the world is it's dildos. Is it? What thanks, other sex that, toys thank, are there? That, thanks for that. That's. Man. Uh, thanks. I for... just want to say we talk about the objectification of. People, that's the objectification of men there. I'll just, <laughs> is, yeah. I'll just drop that bombshell oh, and God. then leave it. Yeah. No, no. There's no. that lady who'll make a dildo of your husband's penis, isn't there? What's she called? I can't remember her name now. But she's made like famous people's dildos out of famous people's knobs. But she she'll do one she for your wife husband, and stuff. And she hasn't seen my husband's penis. <laughs> but he, she'll do one, yeah. like, you know. It's that bit in... Um, oh, no, we're talking about dildos too much. You've got to stop. I know. Uh, what is this? Uh, dildo Corner. Is that going to be... Right? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'll, 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 I'll tell you what. Corner. It's an interesting segment, but you don't want to sit down. <laughs> <laughs> the chairs Stand are very uncomfortable. Oh, Standing, sure. Dildo yeah. Corner. Oh, God. Good. Too many shout-outs. There's part, there's part of me thinking, <laughs> shall I cut this out? <laughs> that was golden. Yeah, yeah. Oh, dear. Uh, we can quickly, the shout-outs from, in the last show, we did three recommends reviews, didn't we? Ah, uh, you're going you're gonna to break the news. Should we break the news? And yeah. We, we hilariously uh, all made one up, and uh, <laughs> it was a little sportsman bet between us who would be the last one to be rumbled. And my ploy uh, of doing her lasted the longest. Hiroshi yeah. Sasaki Nightmare Fist by putting it on webtoons. Yeah, I think seemed to sort of. Uh, yeah, I mean, big shout out to the PXD because uh, he's the one who worked here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> I was speaking to Tom Curry the other day, um, and I was like, you know that segment where we did that the um, the fake comics 
because we were talking about the podcast. He went, "Oh yeah, that bit that no one liked. Yeah, we've done it again." (laughs) 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 Um, We were bored. (laughs) Yeah. So we just thought, well, for a laugh, end of the year, who cares? We made each other laugh. The best thing is when I did mine, Dan texted me saying, I thought you were doing your made-up comic this week. (laughs) (laughs) I think we, me and Vince texted you and said, this is his made-up comic. Uh, Yeah. Because we were like, really like, what the fuck? I I think I I texted him with, he's got too much time on his hands. (laughs) (laughs) You totally sold that one. Even the, you kind of like picked the book up and dropped him. Oh, there we go. And it was like, oh man. Well, mine was called Tabitha's Year, 13 Months, which is a sort of fantasy book. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think maybe sold it too well, and then people actually, like, PXD. Was well, that's, that's how I got caught out, is PXD on the Slack messaging me saying, oh, I can't find a link for that. Can you, you know, find it and send it to yeah. me sort of thing? And I, I said, I'll speak to you. I'll speak well, to you privately, Pete. Yeah. I think, I think mine, the problem with mine was the name. I think the name was... It's too noticeable, isn't it? Yeah. What was yours called again? Something Cuddles. It was Bulletproof Cuddles. Yeah. Um, and... Uh, the weird thing is we came up with these details and stuff for it as i you can hear if you go back and listen to it you might pick this up right in my voice as i'm talking about this comic that doesn't exist i'm being sold on this comic that doesn't exist and i'm thinking (laughs) i could fucking write this this is really good (laughs) i was a little bit carried away on mine as well yeah yeah you do i just suddenly thought i really want to read this and i think that's that's always something that you know that should be a project that maybe you should. So we didn't do it for any other reason other than the fact we were a bit bored and yeah, decided yeah. to. It was the end of the year. The Christmas shows no one listens to. <laughs> no. Yeah, but well, we had we, we knew we were, we knew we weren't going to have a guest on, and you went, yeah. oh, "Why don't we just do a stupid show? Yeah, where we do just, stupid stuff." Just, yeah. So we had stuff like Johnny Ottaway ringing up, not pretending not to be a murderer, and stuff like that. So yeah, and Johnny came I, ringing up. Yeah, left the I was about to say I was I was about to say I don't know who that other person was that phoned up. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> Credit with credit's due. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we hope you enjoyed our Christmas office party. Um, yeah. it was it was fun to um, edit um, but and sorry if you wanted to check out these comics that didn't exist but perhaps comics like that should exist and if so maybe you should create them and I've sent Dan a fiver because he won the bet yeah and I've yeah, got to send you are. I've got to send you a fiver so uh, <laughs> yes that's the way that's we... what hurts Vince isn't it yeah. <laughs> he, he, he won the money off us <laughs> well deserved though well deserved yeah. Um, but what other shout outs? We hope you're well. We hope you're entertained um, by. Shout out to Tom Stewart. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, really. Yeah. All of us. Thanks, Thanks, man. Man. Yeah. Yeah. Just. I only uh, really know this from the Viz taking the piss out of the, well, using this to take the piss out of the royal family. They present it uh, like okay. this and and do the piss out of uh, the royals. So uh, I've never. I don't think I've ever read this. Like. Yeah, never. I think I've read like the odd thing. You know, but that's it, you know. But it's massive in Scotland, isn't it? That and the Bruins, the two massive comics, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, really good. Yeah, I sat and read mine. It was nice. Yeah, nice yeah. one to read. Yeah. Tom's one of the good ones, so thank you very much, Tom. Yeah. yeah. And we'll, we'll have him on in the this later this year as well. Definitely, yeah. Yeah, see what those guys um, Can are. I just give a shout-out to the Patreons I follow? Because it's been a big good year, good year. I've sort of honed them down. I followed sort of knee-jerk reaction followed a couple that actually didn't do anything you know sometimes yeah. you know we, when you, you're sending them six pounds a month you think come on you know um, but these these ones these are ones are good ones these are the good ones you know and it's yeah. uh edison neo who we all know yeah yeah uh danny boy butcher you gotta follow them. oh thanks man 
Yeah, that's a good one, man. I've been a bit slow of late, but it's it's ramping now, up. You again. said that earlier, and we both went. No, you haven't. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, uh, Ian Ashcroft, future star. There you go. That's worth looking at. Some good stuff on there this this month. Hmm. Um, Stephen Ingram, uh, who I interviewed this week on the NIA, and we had an absolute blast. And I love his comics, man. He's doing like two hundred page books, and you read it a page a day on there, and it, a couple of pages a week, rather. Uh, Kieran Squires, who's a buddy of ours, um, he's a good egg. I like. He's putting a lot of. Um, Page work, how he's working on pages and stuff on there at the moment. And the final one, which is kind of a page a day, isn't it? Gareth Hopkins, um, which I'm really enjoying his work at the moment. I, I sent him a message on there earlier today, but the the Gone Tower, which is the new book that's taken over from the Sluice. Um, I think he accidentally called one of the pages the Sluice this week. I'm not sure. Ah, okay. It, but it's, it's the Gone Tower, and it's really beautiful. And, the, and the, the style of art on each page is different. You, you need to get on it to see it. Um, yeah, the, I'm I'm glad that people are paying attention to Gareth as well now. So we've been rattling rattling boxes about him. Yeah, banging that fucking drum for ages. Yeah, for years. And uh, so it's only I follow six. There's a couple of people who've paused. So Adrian Hashimi's paused his. But I've got a book for you, Dan. Actually, on my table, Dan. Oh, fantastic. Um, and um, um, and what's it, Amelia? Your mate, Dan, uh, Vince. Uh, she, she did the horror book. She's doing the book on cooking. What's her name again? Richardson. Oh, Richardson. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's paused. And so they're the ones I've got. So I'm following eight, but two have paused mm. at the moment. Mm. Um, but yeah, they're good people, good comic creators, you know. Yeah. Yeah. They're my they're my shouts. Yeah. Hopefully see um some more sort of plenty more work from these lovely people that you should yeah. follow as well. Um is that it for the shout outs? For me it is. Yes, it's been I think where a lot of the Kickstarters don't run over the Christmas period. Uh yes, that's it. Nice. Does that make sense? That makes total yeah. sense, Dan. You always make sense. Makes sense to me. Uh, I don't know. Sometimes it's absolute bollocks. <laughs> Gotta tell that dildo out your ass. Yeah. Another 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 dildo reference there. Oh my god. <laughs> Why is We haven't even been sponsored. Anyway, from uh <laughs> No, shall I reach out? Maybe do one at no, the end no, of the no, show. Please please don't reach out, Tony. <laughs> reach out and touch one. reach out and touch it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Just flick, flick the end of it. Your own oh. personal dildo. Anyway, time to wrap your own. That was another Cash Mode song. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, I was listening to that song the other day. Not Depeche Mode. You don't know. You're Depeche Mode. That song. No, I'm not. I'm not a massive Depeche Mode fan, but it was on like a, a playlist that when we're having a bit of a holiday drive, <laughs> and it came Sing on. Along and I in thought, the car. I thought this one's a banger. <laughs> yeah, so you and your wife, you and your missus singing my own personal Jesus, uh, like screaming at each other. Uh, very goth. It's gone a bit goth on this single. I, I uh, googled like a list of like the top fifteen songs of like bangers, or and I put them on the CD. And only when I was driving around the, the main streets of East Grinstead, I realised I put on uh, NWA. Like, uh, straight out of Compton or saying God, that blaring out like, oh, it doesn't seem quite right being a man in my mid-40s <laughs> driving around why did, why did you Google bangers? I thought I'd see because like, I thought I'd listen, I'd listen to like right this why this didn't you just choose your own songs. playlist because there's a bias to it like they're my favourites and this I wanted to like these songs are considered awesome so I'm going to give them a go I used to do that with my son whenever we used to meet someone new I, used to, I made him say this I'd say I'll oh, tell him where I'm from son Straight out of Compton. Straight <laughs> Embarrassing father moment number 304. That's what we got, yeah. Yeah. 
it's one of the <laughs> one of the joys in life is embarrassing your your offspring it is definitely yeah can i uh do my uh recommend for a book that tony got me for christmas you okay i've got kick, two but you go first because i'll kick I'll, oh, okay I you kick on this one. it's yeah. uh paying uh paying for it a comic strip memoir about being a john by chester brown well, it uh, says Christmas to me more than prostitutes. Very little, shoot. which is why I got you back here. Man, this is this is a hell of a book. There's a lot you can read into this about uh, Chester Brown from the start of it to kind of. He's not I, normal, is he? No, I don't think I can actually do this justice in this this small segment. But it's an interesting read. Essentially, it starts with Chester Brown, and this is his uh, a period of his life where he's moved from having a girlfriend. <laughs> basically paying escorts and prostitutes for sex and his journey over several years of him doing that. And his kind of like rationale for the first bit is very alien to me. I was reading it thinking, what the fuck? Like, what, how can you think this way? This is totally alien to me. Essentially he's in a relationship with a girl and the girl comes up to him and says, look, I quite kind of like this guy. Could I like start speaking to him? Like, and he's like, well, yeah, okay, love to see where it goes and talking. And over several days, weeks, it's like it goes from them being friends. It's like, well, actually, I'm going to start going out of him, but I won't sleep with him yet. And then the next time it'll be, oh, John is it's raining out and he doesn't want to drive home. Is it okay if he stays over? And then he he has sex with her in the apartment, and Chester's like listening to all this, and he recants this this to his friends, and his friends are like, why are you letting this happen? This is. Yeah. fucking weird and Chester's like nah just it's fine like I kind of don't I see him more as a friend and I don't really want to because Joe Matt and Seth are big friends of his aren't they they yeah. often feature in each other's yeah, they, yeah they're in yeah. this oh and, okay yeah and they they kind of find it alien the fact that he was doing this and for me it's like if your other half said to you that I'm really interested in like exploring the other things with other people I'd be like well see you later then that's the end of that <laughs> yeah no. I wouldn't the, the idea of entertaining that a moment's further is fucking no way. Like you, you, whoever, whatever you want to do, whatever you do, your life's fine. But I just couldn't really get on with that. So trying to Chester goes to the point where he's like, right, I kind of, I'm fine with living there with this girl. And now the guys moved in and they're fulfilling the kind of like friend tick box and company tick box. And he says, I actually get on with a lot better now because there's, we're just friends. Like there's no, I don't have to worry about upsetting her. She doesn't worry about upsetting me. We just get on with it. And it's actually better. And he goes, the only thing I'm kind of missing is like the sex aspect of it. So he starts getting involved in sleeping with prostitutes and escorts. And it goes from him trying to track down how to find one. He like cycles around the town late at night trying to find them to <laughs> like, yeah, it's just like, well, why not? And he, he, le- he uh, goes to the back of like one of the magazines and there's like escort thing. And he goes to like their house and he finds the, the, the jargon and he only takes the money with him and leaves his wallet at home so he doesn't get robbed. And when he goes to there, he's checking under the bed, checking in the toilet, making sure no one comes out and bashes him up or whatever. But uh, he's really like a self-conscious man. You know, like the small, the typical small press comic creator, uh, this type of book. And he rings him up and says, so what do you look like? And then they describe themselves. And then he said, oh, actually, no, I'm okay. And then he (laughs) thinks to himself, man, that sounded really hard or like me rejecting them on their physical attributes he goes i've got an idea i'll change it next time so he, he, he talks about they ask them about themselves and then they say well how much do you cost and they're like 120 for half hour 200 for an hour he goes well okay that might be a bit much for me and calls it a day so he uses the fact that he's a cheapskate 
over the fact that he doesn't. <laughs> he doesn't think they're not. He doesn't yeah, know they're doesn't feelings. Want, yeah. yeah, yeah. But this goes back to what we talked about last week, where I said I like autobio comics where the person is a complete twat. Yeah. You know, if you're a perfect, I don't want to read an autobio comic about you. Yeah, but this dude is—he's gone the extreme, isn't he? He's totally yeah. extreme. Like, I couldn't. When I first got on board with it, and he's like telling me this stuff about the girlfriend and stuff, and now the boyfriend, the, the his ex-girlfriend's living with him and bringing the boyfriend in, and then they're insinuating he's got to move out because now the boyfriend's going. I was like, this is fucking madness. How are you living with this? And then going on to kind of like paying for the sex for the the prostitutes and escorts, and he sort of seems to come for a post hoc rationalization for why he's doing it and why it's totally fine. He's trying to say it to his comic creative friends. He's very clinical about it, isn't he? Yeah, it? and they're like, you're fucking mad. Like, this doesn't make sense. <laughs> and that it, it made me re-examine like, what I think about it. I'm really on the fence about sex works and stuff like that because I feel ultimately, <clears> if <throat> you people want to do it, want to do it, but it's obviously a lot more kind of, way more to it as we discussed before the show. But uh, I, I don't know. Uh, uh, yeah, you've only got to look at the sort of deregulation of it in places like Amsterdam and you think, God, what's happened to that area? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't think it does the people involved in it too many favours. And no, God, no. There's, there's lots of people like, I know it's not comparable, but like people have worked in the pornographic industry and then they're fine with it at the time. And then years down the line, they're like, fuck me, that was the worst thing I've ever fucking done. I hated it. Yeah, and you get PTSD from it and stuff. Yeah, right? so like yeah, I yeah. can only imagine it's just as bad doing that kind of work. Yeah, uh, there's odd in that moment when he, he's he's speaking to one of the girls and they're talking about her being an escort and then he goes he calls her a prostitute and she's like I'm not a prostitute I'm an escort and there's a sort of pause for a moment he goes so the people you escort and you go out for the night is there any of them you haven't slept with and then there's like another pause and she's like no <laughs> like, well there you go <laughs> so yeah it's, uh, very interesting book thanks for getting it for us T I really oh really good man yeah it's very it. thought provoking isn't it yeah. It, it made my day because he bought one of our comics at um, TCAF. I didn't see him. He, he, I was, um, Adam was at the table, but he bought one of our comics, which is just oh, like, nice oh, one. Yeah, it's so good. Yeah, it's really. I've been a fan of his stuff for years. Yeah, really comes across like <clears throat> you get a feeling for the guy reading the book. Yeah, I mean, he has a lot of fucking sex in this book. Like, it's Quite expensive kind of, from the yes, yeah, a lot of it. He he sort of like because he's only obviously a comic artist, and then he's kind of like saying, "Well, if I do this, I can." afford to have this sex like maybe once or twice a month and then when times get a bit harder he says oh, i can only do it like once every two months and then like he has like the regular girl he goes to see and there's there's so many fucking little anecdotes and stories that get a lot he gets up to it's really kind of like it's nothing graphic i mean you don't ever <clears> see <throat> really anything anything graphic whatsoever it's very None sort of, of cartoony drawn isn't yes it? you know but it's, it's a uh eight panels grid every page yeah. Uh, two by four down, and uh, none—you never see the girls' faces. <clears throat> always, they're always covered like off-panel, or the hairs covering their face. So there's nothing like that. You can't identify the girls, but obviously they're based on real people. Uh, yeah, I, 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 the, the Playboy is another one of his, which is about—is basically about him wanking. Um, okay. Uh, yeah, I think he, there's almost like um, a sadomasochistic, at, you know, aspect to his creation of comics. He's almost. I don't know, chastising himself, by, himself through his own work, you mm. know. I mean, I know we shouldn't, but we all are of, often concerned about what, about what people think about us. Maybe he's not. Maybe he enjo- he relishes that, you know. Well, maybe he enjoys the reaction from doing 
a bit of cathartic. Well, yeah, maybe not even cathartic. Maybe actually gets off. You mean gets off yeah. it in a way? Maybe, maybe, maybe. Yeah, I don't. Want, I, I don't know the man, so I can't. Be an interesting interview. That's for certain. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'll just slander him there on the podcast. The <laughs> <laughs> way he gets off on people. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know. But I, I really recommend giving it a read if you if you're curious. Yeah, no, it's, it's a hell of a book. Read. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a really good book. I have to say, you've got it yet to read for you. Yeah, no, I'm I'm looking forward to it. It's interesting. I was I was looking forward to seeing what Dan thought of it. It's yeah. A lovely, yeah, it's a lovely looking book as well. I thought I'll read this half this <clears throat> and then I'll read the next half like like on to then and just read it through in one go. Oh, really? Because it's not a short yeah. book, is it? No, I was just like, once you're in it, it's be this. What's this fucking guy going to do next? <laughs> <laughs> fucking nah. I'd love to know him. Like if he, that kind of person was in your friend circle, I go, you know what? I'm going to start try sleeping with a prostitute. So I'd be like, let's right, let's see where this goes. <laughs> yeah, no. You know yeah, I mean? yeah. I, how'd you get on? <laughs> Well, you never guess what I missed on. But it's yeah. the sort of thing that would make a good, um, like, indie movie, you know? Yeah, yeah. Something with the right actor. It would work well. Yeah. Said, Not yeah. perhaps Brad Pitt. No, God, no. Yeah. You know the actor, you probably, I don't know his name, but the guy that played Lurch out of fucking Adam's Family Values, I think. That kind of guy <laughs> strikes me, kind of a bit of a nerdlinger. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think he's a bit he's a bit big for it. If you look at him in the in the comic, he's kind of he's only got hair around the side and backs, so he's got glasses, he's got a very kind of emotionless face. But pretty much everyone's drawn like that. But hmm. yeah, it's yeah, interesting. Stuff, man. Interesting. Nice. Yeah. Cool. Okay, Tony, what's your first one? My first one is The Book of Human Insect Insects by Osamu Tezuka. And it's 364 pages, black and white paperback, um, sixteen ninety five in dollars. Published in English language by Vertical, translated by Mary Monimoto. Split into four chapters. It's it's a really old book. It's from 1971 <clears throat> by Tezuka, who I'm absolutely in love with now. I just love his work. But it was serialised in seventy one in 1970 to February 1971 in Play Comic, which is one of those um, big compilation anthology magazines that you get in Japan that do so well. Mm. Um, it also became a seven-episode live-action drama in 2011. And it falls into kind of in, into Gekiga, you know, that adult thing um, as a story. It, it's quite um, adult compared to, you know, from the man who made Astro Boy. It's actually quite an adult story. Yeah. There's, there's something of a peculiar noirish quality to it. it. You know, it fits into a couple of the sort of noir rules. It's And it's a complex psychological thriller. It's a tale of a woman who's known as, um, she has various names, but for most of it, she's known as Toshiko Tamura. And she's someone who is kind of like a human sponge. She can get alongside people and learn to copy everything they do and then improve on it and then move on to the next thing. So she starts off with a like a, an actor and then she moves on to the director. And then she befriends a novelist. And <clears throat> the, the reason it's called The Book of Human Insects is because she is in a way akin to sort of an insect who sheds their skin to be a different kind of creature. I think I kind of think that's why it is. Um but this copycat style of things, she has to protect because she becomes a. She starts off. She she's been through a number of phases, but she's become this massive writer and is much loved. But it turns out that she's copied a lot of what she's done through someone else who has either killed themselves or or been murdered, and that's where the mystery begins. And you get people who fall in and out of this book. She is incredibly cold. She's beautiful, cold, and very ruthless in what she's doing. And there are men who um, she takes advantage of. 
um, who and there's also men in it who she who are investigating her, want to know what's going on. And this this strange, there's also attached to it this sort of strange, tot- totemistic, fucking incestuous psychosexual element to it, where she's got she she gets followed early on in the first in the first chapter of the book. She gets followed back to her hometown to her house, and this sort of report, slight sleazy reporter is following her, and he sees her go into the house, and she starts stripping off, and then she starts sort of rolling around in front of what is a uh, a wax sculpture of her mother. And it's very, very strange. Like I say, this is by the same guy who did Astro Boy. You know, okay, yeah, so it, yeah, show, yeah. it shows how amazing he is. Who, incidentally, I think I heard a fact the other day has done seven thousand volumes of manga. Fucking hell, we think unreal. Jack Kirby drew a lot. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, the more the more I dive into Tezuka, the more I just am just amazed by it, and amazed and impressed, and and I realise why he has that reputation of being, you know, the the great god of manga. Um. This as um in created in he must have started creating it, I'm guessing, in the late sixties. And I, I know that was a time of the sort of sexual revolution and pernicious society and hmm. you know the, the age of psychedelic drugs and stuff like that, but comics wasn't really seeing it as much. You know, when you think the Fantastic Four were fighting, you know, Galactus at the time and stuff like this, yeah. this stuff was going on in Japan. Um and this isn't this is he does work that is more is less restrained than this. It's actually fairly restrained. There are flashes of violence in there. There's there's um, a number of sexual encounters in there um, between a number of different characters throughout it. But he, he has a very simplistic style of drawing. Um, but it makes for a perfect way to tell a complex story in a strange sort of way. In the same way that Scott McCloud, you know, has got this simplistic style of drawing, but he's able to tell. And a mouse is a Spiegelman's the same, isn't it? You know, Gibbons is the same. There's nothing overly George Pratt, Sinkovich kind of complicated about this art, but the the way it works, and he knows how to tell a story. Backwards and forwards, backwards and forwards. You know, it's it's. I mean, it's over 360 pages long. It is it's and it, but done in this minimalistic style. Every person's face works perfectly in it. Um, and just incredibly original. I don't think I've read anything quite like it. Um. I, I like you say, Dan. What you were saying about paying for it? I just mm. started reading it. Thought, I'll you know, read this. You know, read this four chapters. I'll read a chapter a day, and I just like ran through it, and then went on to the little WhatsApp group we've got with Tom Curry and said, "Man, you got to read. Have you read this, Tom? You got to read it if you haven't read it." And he went out and got another version of Tezuka, another book, which is he then sent us a panel, didn't he, about people who have no genitals or something like that. So, yeah, Tezuka is so good. Um, there's some themes in it that are really interesting, and. When we read into a bit about the the manga sort of history, we we did with Helen, didn't we? And in our manga manga month, I, I read quite a lot about um, the history of manga in Japan and the way that it, you know it changed when the GIs were posted there post war. And you know you've got the fallout of stuff like the the two nuclear bombs that were dropped and stuff like that. And it talks a lot about the changes that Japan was going through in that post war period. You know of growth of change. Of you know, quite guilt. There's quite a lot of guilt that was going on in the country, you know, and, that, and then the growth of industrialization, and then what you got from that is you got the exposure of Japanese culture to Western culture, didn't you? Around that time, which is mm. is is pa- paralleled by the the growth of comics and the growth of movies and the growth of a lot of things, and that's what it's about. And Tamura herself in this story um, embodies the changes that were happening in the country. And the guilt and trauma as well that came from the events at the end 
and during the Second World War. And it's just fucking amazing. It's easy to find. It, it's got a really, a really nondescript cover that tells you nothing about the book inside. Um, like a lovely design, and it, but it's not an overcomplicated read. Don't think it's going to be like modern manga where it's going to be like, you know, two panels on a page and loads of motion lines and stuff like that. This sort of manga doesn't have that. So I think it's maybe okay. while I'm drawn to it a bit more. There's multiple panels per page. But yeah, absolutely brilliant. Um, if this came out this year, I guarantee it would be one of my books of the year, easily. Uh, but because okay. it's a historic book, I, I couldn't put it into my list because it's from 1970. But um, The Book of Human Insects by Osama Tezuka. I guess my first one. Nice. This... I would have to fucking get that. That sounds great. Oh, that's amazing, man. Yeah, so good. Um, my book is a collection I picked up at the Comic Mart. <clears throat> Oh, did you get that then? I didn't realise that. Yeah, oh, okay. yeah. It's one of the ones that um, I chose to buy it, and I thought, oh, it's a little more pricey than what I wanted to pay. And to be fair, I'm a cheapskate, so it wasn't that expensive for people. Um, <laughs> but this was a big uh, collection of the X-Men story, Executioner's Song, from 1992. 92. Um, although this book, this first printing, was April 1994. Okay. Yeah, so I think it was very I mean, nice trades to... weren't that common back then, weren't they? It wasn't no, a go-to. No, and this had 12... This has got 12 issues in it. It's got the whole thing, beginning, middle, and end. Um, these days, if you want, a, like, a complete story, um, you've got to buy about three different books that are ridiculous length and price um, just to get probably a, a story that you're only half interested in. Um, yeah, this was a, a story that ran, for those that don't know about it, um, through... Uncanny X-Men, X-Factor, X-Men, and X-Force. But probably not in the, the sort of teams that some of our younger listeners may no. know about. This was the straight <laughs> up, you know, X-Force, um, just after sort of Liefeld left, you know, you had the Cannonball, Cable, Boom Boom, you know, or, uh, Richter, that was another one, wasn't it? Uh, so, yep. Um, so for me, the sort of classic lineups. Do you know what I mean? Yes. And these are even the classic lineups that were in the X X Men cartoons. This is the you know this sort of uh, the Halcyon days, um, and it's pretty much as it says on the back: Cable and Strife, time lost enemies linked by a long Cable and Strife sounds yeah. like trouble and strife. Yeah. yeah, linked by a bitter lifelong hate. Jean Grey and Scott Summers, mutant heroes, leaders of the uncanny X Men. What mystery links these four? What secret lies hidden in the dusty surface of the moon? What madness sends the X-Men, X-Force and X-Factor on a desperate quest to save the life of their mentor, Charles Xavier? Oh, that man who's always just a... He's a, like he's just a problem, isn't he? That something's always happening to him. Um, find the answers when you hear the cry of the executioner's song. Um, this was, you know, when I picked this up, I, this was one of those nostalgia... God, I remember that when that was coming out. It... When I was reading it, I, I, one of the reasons I got this book, though, is I remember it, but I don't remember it too well. Um, some of the biggest stories that I remember from that, from that time of the X-Men were things like the Extinction Agenda. Yep. Um, and after this, there was like the Phalanx Covenant and um, yeah. lots of things like that that I was a big fan of, as well as like the Age of Apocalypse, which for me, the more I thought about that, uh, and I'll, I'll, <laughs> I might as well talk about it now, actually. I've been buying some action figures recently. <laughs> oh, they brought out some ones from that, haven't they? Right. Yeah. On the Marvel Legends series, which admittedly they do some good figures. Yeah, they do. Um, there's some Age of Apocalypse ones. Now, normally when you buy these these um, action figures, 
you have to collect all six in order to collect another figure, don't you? You know, you, you, piece, don't, you put the figure together, yeah. You put, put you get an together. arm or something. And most yeah. of the time, there's three decent figures and then another fucking pirate Deadpool or something like that. And it's just yeah. like, well, I'm never going to complete this set. Yeah. Um, whereas, <laughs> and these figures are normally, normally in, in your shops are about 25 quid or 18 pounds, or, you know, if you're looking online or something. Yeah. I, went, I went into my local entertainer, right? The toy shop, the entertainer, £6.50. Right? Oh, that's good. That's good. Which is actual, for me, that's a toy price, isn't it? That's yeah, that should toy, be recent. Yeah. yeah. That should be normal toy price. So I'm, and the series I got, I immediately bought three because <laughs> I bought the Sabretooth from Age of Apocalypse, which is yeah. an amazing figure. I got uh, the Rogue from Age of Apocalypse and Cyclops. I will say they did Cyclops dirty. He's pretty much got nothing with him. And with every figure, you get a segment of Colossus from Age of Apocalypse. Ah, uh, okay. And so, over the past couple of days, I've got another two segments of, <laughs> of that. Because <laughs> I got I got Shadow Cat, and who's the other one I've got? Oh, Legion. He was the one I wasn't too fussed about. Yeah, yeah. But yeah. the but the, the Colossus figure is fucking ginormous. And looks really cool. Anyway, Toy So, we only need one more now? I only need one more. There's Legion. Uh, no, I need the Iceman from Age of Apocalypse, which also looks really cool. There is another figure that I there's a Magneto figure that doesn't come with anything else, but he's Magneto from Age of Apocalypse, who so looks badass. So I want just collect the set. It was just a fun little, you know, and it didn't break the bank. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna go online and like eBay for ridiculous money. It was just one of those. Oh, oh the Iceman looks alright. Yeah, they're they're great little figures actually. Um, I'll be looking at that Magneto in the white costume. I think that's a fucking boss. Outfit for him, that one. Yeah, I like that one. Also, yeah. some of those legends figures are, <clears throat> look are really good. I'm really, I, yeah. was, I was really surprised thinking these are actual. I bought junkies. the Death Said one. Is that any good? Oh, what? nice. Is it yeah, re- quite a good one. It's the Death Said one. Yeah, nice, nice. Because I know it's got lots of articulation, but they don't go too crazy for me. I, I imagine the Death Said one's quite chunky as well, isn't he? Well, I imagine you, it's, right. yeah, it's, it's yeah. more going to be sitting on a shelf as opposed to. Yeah. fucking around with it like yeah i just yeah. have it on my desk i like to have one yeah. I, I i rotate them i just get a new one stick yeah. it on my desk at work yeah. and then it just yeah. sits here you know? yeah i've got them on my um my bookshelf right now i can't afford statues and all those amazing things that i want that i want to get but mind you the price of a price of them originally you could have you bought two of them you could have easily bought a boeing yeah. bus for you know that's I, the mad yeah. thing about it yeah. yeah yeah anyway so age of apocalypse that's another thing i i, I immediately thought Fucking love the Age of Apocalypse. It's one of my favourite X Men series. How much is the Omnibus? I'm not paying that much because <laughs> that's you can get absolutely fucked if you you yeah. try and you look at some of those books like the classic stuff like that and they're out of print. Yeah, the price on them are ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is this um, Executioner song is an original sort of seems like an original printing. I showed I showed Tony earlier. It's got a ISBN number on the side. Of the book, which is looks a little weird. That's a strange place to put it. But, yeah, yeah, and um, they didn't know what they were doing back then, did they? No. The creators, the creators in this. Let's have a look. So the writers were Scott Lobdell, uh, Peter David, and Fabian Nishieza. Is that how you say it? Yeah, yeah. Um, the pencils: Brandon Peterson, Jay Lee, Andy Cuber, and Greg Capullo. Uh, yeah. Um, inks: Terry Austin, Al Milgram, Mark Pennington, Harry Candelario. And uh, lots of other. Oh, Richard Starkins, um, Chris Iliopoulos. That, that's yeah. when the Cubits were kind of doing like a faux Jim Lee style, weren't they? Yes. Kind of. And certainly Brandon Peterson was as well. There was a lot of, um, you could say it's very 90s sort of style. 
But yeah. one thing about it is it it does it's cohesive through the whole book. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? There's not a weird I would say Jay Lee is the one that's like Whoa. Um I was kind of before he discovered his current style, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, yeah. the softer style. This was probably the style that at the time I did not like Jay Lee's work. It was the stuff though. that he he'd started in um Namor, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He also he also doesn't do a single background. Unless that background <laughs> is an ink splash. I um, remember that every issue that came Polly bagged with a trading card. Oh, yeah. Right, it was that one, yeah. was it? Yeah. yeah okay. It fucking burnt me up as a kid fucking opening up to read. Because, you know, at the time, it's like, oh, everything is collectible and it's going to be worth a load of money. And I was yeah. just like, oh, man, yeah. I want to I want to yeah. read this. But yeah. it's worth fuck all. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Let's read the fucking thing. And it's certainly, it's an interesting... Um, you can. These are like historical documents in some ways. Looking at these, especially the. Never mind the reprints. If you can get your hands on an original sort of collection, it's fascinating because the introduction by um, Nicieza himself, which is from the um, probably the third of February nineteen ninety four. So he does the introduction, which is like uh, four pages. Um, right. Yeah, I like those essays. Yeah. 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 Um, and it starts with it was the best of times. It was the worst of times. Um, at the time, the X titles were in a state of creative flux again, and those of us responsible for bringing you the Executioner songs were, in many ways, trying to sing a song without a lyric sheet. Okay. Many of the creative forces which had been driving these titles, Uncanny X Men, X Men, X Force, and X Factor, during the previous year had left to play their own instruments in their own orchestra. Hey. And I think we know what he's talking about there. Yeah. I mean, he's not. This is. Yeah. He's not throwing shade at anyone here. No, it's no, just, no. It's this just, is yeah. literally like these were the first things. Happens. First things I was writing. That, you know, because I think he was in the promotions department before, and he was almost co-creator, co-creator of Deadpool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's fascinating them talking about um, him talking about like the the work, and it's nice. A lot of those are really worth reading, especially in collections like that. I know yeah. when we spoke to Paul Kupperberg, he writes a lot of the um, omnibus collections that come out because he's like that. Do you remember we talked? We said it to him, didn't we? You're a guy yeah. who know you can remember yes. so much. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of stuff yeah. in them. Well worth lo- reading. A lot of these books as well that. Um, and I find as I get older as a reader, the introductions, I, I do actually read them now. I used to skip them. Yeah, I, when I was younger. Yeah. I was like, yeah, whatever. Um, and some of them, <laughs> are, we said the word earlier, some of them are puff pieces. Let's get a famous person to talk about how much mm. they love this book. Whereas this this one, I, I like ones like this. Uh, and it was also a, a snapshot of the time. I'll just read a couple of excerpts. He says, I look at the X family of titles now. This is 94, of course. The growing confidence with which Scott and I have approached these characters, and I can't help but wish we could go back and do the story all over again. Then again, I imagine just about any creative mind tends to think the same way. Writing monthly comics can be likened to wearing a new pair of shoes. It takes a little while for the writer and artist to be comfortable with each other. Over the course of several issues, you tend to break things in just right, getting used to the cadence of the characters, the ebb and flow of their relationships. Side note, that will never happen these days, because no one ever has that long to- <laughs> Yeah. on a book and he's, he yeah. continues admittedly it took us a while but the shoes have gotten more and more comfortable and hopefully we'll just use them to walk further and climb higher than we could before so in many ways this book does indeed represent the best of times and the worst of times for me and in some ways for the characters themselves and even though we've put a few new CDs in the player since then this executioner's song is still very hummable very memorable to all of us if you're reading it for the first time I hope you enjoy it if you're reading it again Take a look at where we are now, and you'll see that most of the seeds were planted during this storyline. And that bit is stuck out to me. It's like, look at where we are now. Oh. <laughs> yeah. um, I remember in that uh, 
series, there is a panel where Wolverine's attacked and the the kind of the X Men to recuperate. I think it's like Wolverine cable and someone else, and he goes, "Oh, just busted one of my ribs, but a healing factor will bring it together." And someone right in is like, "Hold on, Wolverine busted one of his hips, uh, ribs. He's got adamantium." And they're like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah you fucked up there." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but I tell you what, back to the book itself, reading it. Well, there there may be lots of people that would be like, "Oh, that wasn't a very good storyline," or "That was this." Or I had I had great fun sitting yeah. down, sitting down with a cup of coffee, and just being like, "This is just entertainment. This is just comics." I just, you know, there were pages where I looked at them and thought, "Bloody hell, that is a lot of sport- speech bubbles to start off a comic." <laughs> <laughs> but it was, yeah, it was great. And by the end of it, you know, you knew you knew they were moving on to the next thing. Um, it sort of t- totally rolls on her pace. I pretty much can tell. You know when you recognise a writer? Hang on, who's this? Yeah. Who is this writer? Because they tell tell them who did. I think this is X Force. Oh, they, that'd be Peter David, wouldn't it? That was no. He was doing X Factor at the time. I thought. Oh, this, of course he was. Yeah. I thought this was an X Factor issue because it's very bombastic. But I think it's Nishiyaza. Right. Uh, I met him at New York this year. Nice dude. Is he? I've, mm. Yeah, I've been a fan. Very nice. Work. Yeah. Yeah. Like Apocalypse is in this, yeah, it's very bombastic. Chapter five is very bombastic, and I thought, oh, that's clearly Peter David. Um, so it's great to see. It's a nice time capsule f- for those who wanted to see those sort of characters of that time. Lots of panels of characters sort of standing there as if they're posing for a photograph or, or a trading card. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know um, the rhythms of the storytelling, and it's interesting to see this. And where it was now, where it is now. Do you know what I mean? Um, it it kind of made me think. You know, I enjoyed this more than I thought I would. Um, so I'm gonna have a look at some other sort of. Oh, classic, bro, go back and have a Classic storylines, but I want to get do it, man. Get, get the trades. Do you know what I mean? Get Mate, if you can get the Dark Phoenix saga, yeah. As I know, we talked about that. We did. We did like the end of it, didn't we? Yeah. The other day. Yeah. The aftermath. Yeah. I think you'd dig that as well. Yeah. I think Ben, yeah. you're on a bit of an X Men trip. Yeah, I am. Why don't we uh, do a, do a show, sort of like a couple months down the line, and we we look at the Dark Phoenix saga? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. One so, of my favourite ever comics. Yeah. Because mm. I know, you know, we we obviously grumble about a, a bunch of things, but the X Men are near and dear to my hearts in a in a lot of ways. In a lot of ways. Yeah, but yeah, that's mine. So uh, yeah, those stories. Basically, my recommendation is. If you remember a classic story and it's not on your shelf, go on. See if you can find the reprint and just sit down. Buy it, sit down, and you will... Or get, get the Marvel app for a couple of weeks. You won't yeah. have to pay for it. You can just do it on a yeah. trial and you can read it on there. Yeah. 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 So there you go. Okay, Tony, one more. Um, right, before I start mine, I'm going to curtail it slightly. It's not going to be as long as I intended it to be. And uh, the reason for which is I'm going to invite you just to look at our WhatsApp group um, while we're talking, and you'll see why I'm not going to go as deeply into it. Um, is that we may have the we may have the two people who made it on the show soon. <laughs> <laughs> this is um, I'm going to talk about Dead Seas issue one. It's an IDW original, um, written by Kavan Scott, art by Nick Brokenshow. Now Nick sort of um, talked a little bit about this as being his next project when we had him on. God, about three four months ago, I'm going to say something like that. Do you think, guys? Um, yeah, yeah, it's about then. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, letters by Sean Lee, editorial by Chase W. Maritz and Jake Williams, six issue minis, 28 pages, this first issue, full colour, um, came out this week, um, so hot off the shelves. I always buy anything that Nick has going, I always think he's a good storyteller, you know, always good stuff. Um, this is a great premise. 
Now, I think a horror book, more than any other book often, I think, can benefit from it being um, a great premise as well. And I think we're always looking for that original premise. You know, when when we first saw Alien, for example, and in its blood, it ate through metal. You know, yeah. the, the, you know that's a great premise, isn't it? You know, it, it, it builds up tension. It's got so much going for it. This book opens in a flashback. There's been a, a worldwide event that some people are calling Dia de los Muertes. Um, and there's a guy called Gus and his wife are arguing and, and his daughter walks into the room and she's called Nat. And she runs in from the bedroom and behind her is a sort of twisted, awful, disfigured ghost creature um, of her grandmother. And you think, all oh, right, what's going on here? And you begin to realise that this is what's happening. The ghosts have turned back up and there's something going on with them. And then you fast forward three years later, and it looks like Gus is now a prisoner on a prison transport, and they've been taken to a tanker that's out in the deep ocean. And we get introduced to a couple of the other prisoners. You know, they build up the cast. You know, it's always great, isn't it? It's like we like all the great horror films. So they're on a spaceship, or they're in the Arctic, or you know, they're in, they're in a submarine. And there's you you have to build up that cast, don't you? First off, and this is what they do in this issue. Um, and it turns out that this is what's a privately owned business, but is also working for the government, I, I think, as a ghost storage vessel. And they set up the rules for these creatures. And they can't cross water, um, and they are repelled by their own reflection. Um, and for a reduced sentence, these prisoners are being used to... They leave ecto, what's essentially ectoplasm behind, and these these prisoners are being used um, because it's a very dangerous job to, uh, to collect the ectoplasm because they say in it that it has medicinal properties. I'm not sure whether that's a deflect. I'm not sure whether that's true or not, but that's what they're told to do. Okay. But now this is, I'll, I'll, I'm going to leave the big twist at the end because there is, this is not the whole thing. There's a ghost escapes. The electricity on the boat fails. There's an escape attempt and there's a storming coming. And that's the first issue plus an extra twist at the end. Now that's like a great horror setup for me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There's a lot of story yeah. going on in there. It's set out the ground rules you know that these fucking people are in trouble and you also know there's people in it who are the, who are trying to escape and they're killing guards and stuff like that. So it's just getting worse and worse, isn't it? So already your mind is thinking, how are they going to get out of this? They're fucked. You know, there's a bit of that going on. Um, Nick Nick has to draw different people and he's really good and always has been ever since we met Nick, uh, delineating who is who and what is what is they're doing. Do you know what I mean? You, so the personalities shine out of each character. He, he he delineates that. But he's also really good at drawing these sort of disfigured... There's a great moment with this sort of monster ghost baby thing that appears in the background in one of the scenes. Really well done. Uh, really good ghost designs. Um, and they sort of whisper and they talk. And there's hints that they can communicate. You don't really know what's going on. Um, and there's almost like a um, cross-dimensional quality to them. You know, that, that Lovecraftian thing going on yeah. maybe a bit um absolutely brilliant i loved it first first issue um it's a good six issue series for a comic that's going somewhere it's a good it's a good horror comic really great characters draws you in you feel the tension you like the people you don't like the people you know it's going it's going somewhere awesome. uh, yeah highly recommended so it's called dead seas issue one you can get it i got mine on comicsology but i'm gonna try and pick a pick a mm. copy up at gosh tomorrow but yeah that's nice. it. awesome that's that sounds one. great yeah. yeah 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 i'm definitely sold on it yeah good man yeah yeah, yeah. So um, there you go, a bunch of uh, lovely recommendations to start off 2023. Comics old, comics new, comics you should check out. That's what we're going to continue to do throughout this year. 
and uh, who knows who we'll be talking to, what we'll be talking about. Um, but we definitely want your opinions on them. So if you've got um, if you've got anything like I said earlier, you like us to talk about any events that you're planning, or as we always say, charity events or anything like that, or maybe you uh, you like us to check out your indie comic. And we're being serious about this. I know we were ranting yeah. about press releases, um, but recently we've had some lovely emails from creators, and we've seen some lovely books that we'll probably be talking about in future shows. So um, yeah, genuinely, definitely get in touch with us. There's several different ways you can do it. You can email us awesomecomicspod at gmail dot com. Follow us on social media at the Awesome Pod. I'm just saying on social media now. It's kind of just crossing all, all gambits then, isn't it? Um, yeah. There's the Slack uh, group and channel. Please get in touch with us about joining that. Great community of people on there. Um, very comics positive. Um, there's different different channels. There's um, stuff about Kickstarter, stuff about comic art. There's art threads. There's a pound shop. Swag. There's, That's a good one. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Who doesn't love a bit of swag? We do. Um, (laughs) And uh, we love you as well. And thank you very much for listening, whether it's on the website, awesomecomics.podbean.com. If you listen to us on Apple Podcasts, um, subscribe and leave a nice review about the show. It helps get the word out about what we talk about on a week-to-week basis. If you listen to us on any other sort of network, like Spotify, Amazon, Stitcher, Podnose, Podknife, what other networks are we on, Tony? We're on Pod. I won't be long. I'm having a light supper. Ah, how dignified. <laughs> I'm not uh, saying who. No. But somebody texted that. It was me. He said, we're online. <laughs> oh, <okay>. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, when, when you, when Little you, Lord Fauntleroy over yeah, there. Yeah. 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 <laughs> when you text, when you actually uh, messaged us that, Dan, did you like do a voice in your head? <laughs> Go on. No, I, I've tied it. I was having to to eat enough. How can I amuse the, the, the chaps? <laughs> And I text you back with I text you back with who is this? Yeah. (laughs) Having a light supper. Um and he did as well. Yeah. What constitutes a light supper then? Saying just like sandwiches or something. I don't move in those. Sandwiches isn't a light supper. That's what I'm saying. What what do you have as a light what would you have as a light supper? I don't know. Frosties. Frosties. Yeah. Yeah, or or cornflakes gotta be the king of cornflakes, so let's face it. I always thought, like, you know, supper's got to be... So yeah, it is the king of cornflakes, totally, totally. Mm, yeah. um, and it's one of the reasons is you can have it without milk. You could just eat it out of the box. Like a, yeah, there is a tempted. Yeah. Yeah. If you've done it absolutely savage, you just pour it straight from the box into your mouth. I know we've all done that. You, hang on. <laughs> if you've done it absolutely savage, is that what you said? Yeah. There's, like, there's no bowl involved. It's just pour it straight from what the container animal, into your mouth. animal. Have a light supper to eat in... <laughs> you imagine Dan in the office cafeteria, he's in the kitchen. He's having a look around to see if anyone's yeah. about, and he does that. Marjorie walks in from accounts. What are you not, doing, Dan? They're not my crunch cornflakes. They're just flowing freely over my face. And just, it's as ready as I can. We're going here again. We're, 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 I, I give it four seconds before we're back on dildos. It's happening again. Poor choice of words, Tony. No, no. Anyway, where can people find us? <laughs> Online etc. <laughs> Where can people find us online etc. Tony, neverindanything dot com. Easy. Dan, you can find me. Uh, you can meet Vanguard at vanguardcomic dot com. You can find me on Twitter at Vanguard Comic, and you can find me on Patreon uh, at Vanguard Dan at Vanguard Comic. Something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Dan, just look at it this way. It's the start of the year. It can only get better, man. Yeah. Oh, read Plush 2. Fucking hell, that goes yeah, somewhere. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 do read the series Plush. 
because um, you might Probably be on that. You, yeah, you might be. Go get on that like something. Yeah. Well done, Dan. Won't spin um, that back round to the no. <laughs> subject. Like Canadian comic creators on prostitutes. <laughs> Jesus Christ! You can find <laughs> me online at Jester Diablo on social media. Um, look out for uh, Lawbreaker Radio. That's L O R E breaker radio for uh, my new show coming out soon and uh breaking the law breaking the law um but as in like story law um okay. yeah drugs are for mugs uh, <laughs> thank you very much for listening everyone we hope you enjoyed uh, the first show of 2023 and uh from dan tony and myself in the acp shed um have a great week read loads of comics Start making loads of comics. Just in, just look to a positive future for comics, because it's we're going to be looking back on it at the end of the year, and we want to hear about what you've done. But until then, what should they do, guys? Stay awesome. Stay awesome. See ya. Oh. See ya. What was that? Uh, Who did that? Don't know. For me. Uh, it's me. Uh, <laughs> but you went. Yeah. Is it still up there? Jeez. Yeah. Oh, I'm turning the batteries out.